Once again, it is the Immersive Irony Podcast. My name is Alan. I'm here with Alex. Hello. And we're here to talk for however long we end up talking about parks. That's what we do. We talk about amusement theme parks. Um, we say we're going to keep it short, but that didn't happen last time. <laughs> no, but we, we've, got, we've got our, our list of things, and we're going to try and do them. And we're going we're to try and keep it concise. Yes. Um, so first things first, we are recording this. It's September 15th. Uh, a couple days ago, it was um, revealed on Instagram by a user that they had been uh, sort of approached sexually by an adult, this person in most jurisdictions considered underage, um, by an individual, actually somebody that I have known in real life, uh, Chad Miller, who has a website called Ohio Valley Coast. Um, and there have been at least four other people who have come out since saying that he did something of a sexual nature to them. Now, obviously, I cannot establish the absolute credibility of all five. However, he did admit uh, on Instagram, probably sort of exited stage right, um, that the messages that were shown on the first person's account were legitimate. And he basically bound. Um, my my opinion on it, I have shared on Parkscope.net. Uh, I recommend want to read my personal thoughts about what actually would need to be done uh, to fight and combat issues of the sort of predatory behavior in theme park fandom. I welcome you to do so. What I will say is that this is not the first time that this sort of thing has happened. Not only just within sort of the social media era where you know people have YouTube channels and large Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts and and create a large independent audience that way, um, but period. Uh, and and this is an issue that the hobby has needed to come to terms with for a long, long time. Will this be the turning point at which it does? I don't know. Um, I would certainly like to hope so. And you know, I think in the meantime, there are many things that we all independently need to do uh, as people in in this fan community to try and make it safe for everybody. Um, and so really the primary thing is, you know, I, as a, a standard issue uh, white guy, admittedly with some extra consonants and vowels in my name, um, you know, can attest, I don't really necessarily, I'm not the person to speak on these sorts of things, but, you know, uh, certainly we should elevate anybody's voice um, that, you know, and, and reinforce and, and provide support to anybody out there that has, issues like this um in term and then deal with them obviously internally uh any thoughts from you alex yeah it's i mean this type of thing is it can be of all types the you know sexual predators they can be of all types of backgrounds age gender anything um it just with this hobby being theme parks kind of you know like theme parks adults going to theme parks that's kind of weird we, we try to legitimize it. I feel like we've gone a long way with that uh, as the years have gone on. And uh, this doesn't help, really doesn't. And it, it's, it's not even being uh, that it's involved with a minor makes it a lot worse. But just the way that, uh, especially uh, Theme Park Worldwide, not Theme Park Worldwide, guests on Theme Park Worldwide. I think Sean actually handled that pretty well for the most part. But, uh, you know, just completely severing ties from them but it's not the way to treat any woman like uh, ariel my girlfriend fortunately she's not had any of these problems within the community the coaster community theme park community but when she was on dating sites yeah she had problems people sending uh you know males sending pictures of their uh genitalia 
like unsolicited. That's not right. That's just not like it's unwanted. It's completely inappropriate. And uh, yeah, and it just we just felt like we needed to at least uh, go go read uh, your article. It's um, it's it really explains everything. And I think that's been it. Let's uh, get back to the show. And uh, you know, just if in, the main thing is, if you see something, say something. Speak up. You know, support people. You know, don't be afraid if you're a victim of self or you, you're even feeling creeped out by someone, you know, say something, you know, it might be someone with unintended uh, actions, but you know what, I, it's, it's better to say something than uh, not say something at all. Yeah, and I would say, you know, the big thing too is like, don't, and this is going to be the toughest part is if you see stuff, this is with your friends, like. Yeah, it can be tough. It can be tough. And it's it's not going to be easy. These are not easy conversations to have, like, under any circumstances. Yeah, so. and everyone associated with Ohio Valley Coasters, they're a really tight-knit group, and that'd be tough. Yeah, I, I do not... Nobody, by the way, should be out there, I think, going to people like uh, Dan from Midway Mayhem. I'll use him for example. Right. You know, there's a guy that, you know... Again, this is this is his real friend. This is not, you know, a relationship of, like, random people on the internet that have never known each other other than screen, you know, or like tweeted at each other. Like, no, this is, this is his real friend. Like they have been on the road together. They have done trips, you know, they've eaten at the same table day after day after day. Like that's, that is an actual legitimate friendship. And so, you know, to demand from him, for example, that he respond is like also childish. Like you be, be a little bit smarter about than this. Like not everybody that knows Chad has to go out there and write a missive describing how they're not going to be friends with Chad anymore for you. Like, that's not how the world works. They are all going to need to talk with Chad and they're all going to have to come to their own conclusions about, you know, their future interactions with him and, you know, based on what he's planning on doing all the rest of it. That's, that's, that's how things are going to work. That is, that is how adults do things. Um, and to act otherwise is to act in, frankly, like the kind of... Ex- like what I would expect in high school or middle school. So, um, yeah, I, you know, it, this is, this is going to be tough on a lot of those people who have done nothing wrong and are going to be basically always smeared with the fact that, you know, that they knew somebody that was, um, you know, same thing with like, I think Dan from the coaster network is somebody, uh, usually ends up getting tagged as another, like somewhat predatory person. And, you know, kind of kind of was in this group of like YouTubers and whatnot. So, um, you know, there's, there's nothing new about it with it being the social media age. It's just, I think a component, unfortunately of this, a very family friendly hobby, a very sort of all ages hobby. And uh, yeah, all I can say is, you know, be ready to have tough conversations if you need to. And like you said, if you see something, you actually have to say something like for real, and, you know, talk to parents. If we assume that you're an adult, if you listen to the show. So assuming you're an adult, like, if you see a kid that's with their parent and like some weird stuff's going on, like talk to the parent. Yeah, that's... and I got to commend that girl for like, she did an amazing job. Yeah, absolutely. Like absolutely. she knew exactly how to make it. So she didn't have any questions whether this was legitimate or not. Yeah. I mean, how sad it is that you basically have to like train teenage girls. Like here's what happens if somebody comes to you uh, bearing nude photos and wanting to ask you about your kink. Yeah, it's messed up. It's yeah. it's 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 so messed. Up. So sad. All right, I so get, I couldn't even really get through the whole thing. Yeah, that's I got it's to one tough. point where I was like, "Oh God, no!" Yeah, that's skeevy, man. It's skeevy, and the fact that this is apparently like a repeat thing is 
not cool. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we don't need to talk. I'm yeah, we've we've talked plenty about it. So longer so than we wanted to. Let's but, get uh, to our our park news portion of the program. Uh, so there will be some haunt zones. Uh, Joe talked about in the last podcast here. In but Parks we have Hill. it confirmed now. It will yeah. be uh, at this point just this weekend. The coming up on the nineteenth uh, and twentieth, we will be there, Joe and I. Yep. Conveniently. Uh, and then I don't know what their schedule is. I, I think they're going to be doing the 26th and 27th. And I think from there, they're going to see how often they want to do it. If they want to do it on some weekdays. That's free, free, to, free with your admission, daytime admission at uh, Universal Studios, Florida. You need a virtual queue line. So if you've used uh, like Hagrid, no, Hagrid never had it. But the, the virtual line that I have in place right now for COVID stuff anyway, it's pretty much the same thing or what uh, Race Through New York had. It's it's the same deal. So you're going to be in the park and there'll be multiple dumps a day, most likely with of the passes. So you don't have to worry about one dump in the morning and then you're screwed. So that, that's all we know. The two houses is going to be two fairy and the other one is uh, Bride of Frankenstein. It's, it's a nice little thing and uh, it's better than nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's something. I'm just really um, happy it wasn't the weekend after. I would have been like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Movie Park Germany. Basically, it's official that they're going to get a... And you called it right on the nail. I listened to the podcast again. You you said multi-dimensional coaster from in. That's exactly what it is. That's all we needed to say. It's uh, We called it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it was one of those things where like the space, it just made sense. Um, it'll yeah. be an interesting ride. You know, I'm... I'm hopeful, knowing the park, like it might actually have some theming elements to it. So, being owned by Park uh, Park AS Renanos, like on my experience there was not great. Just it, it felt the Kennywood experience kind of with operations. I didn't know it until afterwards, but then I got back and was, oh, it's owned by them. That makes sense. <laughs> um, there, was, there were positive things about the park, but at the same time, I said, I don't need to come back here anymore. And I didn't think there was anything that would interest me enough to want to go back. We'll see how it turns out, but like good addition, very good addition. Backwards, forward launches, drop track effects. Good job. They've good got choice. their big thrillers already. Like this, this is a different thing. So yeah, and two indoor roller coasters. That's great. I mean, there are not a lot of parks that do like highly themed roller coasters. Uh, you know, well, I guess Great Adventure does, but that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, teasing Silverwood. Uh, two days will be uh, revealing what they're doing. The latest image shows a biplane with uh, the uh, smoke trails doing a loop. So um, I, I think it could be an air race or it could be uh, a Gershwaller or it could be an RMC Raptor. RMC Raptor, I feel like that just makes sense since it's like, oh, what, it needs to travel, what, like 20 miles down the road to get there? <laughs> I was going to say, I was expecting RMC. Plus, the seating would make sense um, oh, with the yeah. biplane theme. Oh, and they could cook some really cool cars, man. If they had like little wings off the side. Yeah, yeah. That'd be freaking awesome. Like that would be like like the aero suspended type of theming that we saw for a while. That was really good with the vehicles. So like we're getting weird, like the, the RMCs are going into strange places in the next year or so. Uh, Silverwood doesn't Silverwood doesn't surprise me. I figured eventually they would build something. I mean, it's just too convenient. Right, but they have other stuff that's like going to be constructed. Did, like didn't they announce something for like South Dakota? Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about uh, Silverwood. Yeah, yeah, South Dakota. That got delayed. It was supposed to open, I think, in August. Or... Yeah, it's going to be a little wise. Um, Jersey Devil, of course, Iron Gwazi, and Iron Gwazi is done. Yeah, it's done, done. Um, yeah. yeah, so, uh, you know, there, like I said, South Dakota and, like, Idaho, sure, why not? Um, and when we're talking about RMC and, like, a uh, iBox-type track, why don't we talk about uh, 
fun spot for a second down in Orlando. White Lightning is getting top or the uh, GCI's version of a box beam steel track. Uh, very small section, it seems like very small, um, like 30, 40 feet at most. So uh, just uh, basically GCI probably said, hey, we want to test this out. We'll do it for free. You want to let us use your structure as a test bed? And they're probably like, sure, why not? <laughs> you know, um, I'm interested to see what they do with it, but I'm also like, I don't want to see it be what they do for every GCI because I like wood coaster feel. Yeah, if this thing got completely tracked, it's not a, it's not a wood coaster anymore. And then yeah. Ariel asks, is it a new credit? I'm like, I don't think so, but I don't know. <laughs> I feel like yes, and it pains me to say it. Well, I will be trying it on Thursday night if everything goes well with our schedule. So uh, look for a video of that on the channel this weekend. America's first true, well, not really, never mind. Because is, like is it like the eye track that they were using in like American, um, whatever it's called, at Great, Amer- Great America, uh, basically like Steel Coaster Track 2? Uh, you mean on the American Eagle? Yeah, that's what I meant. Well, no, that was, that was kind of like the topper track that RMC did, except for what they did was uh, on the run out to the turnaround, uh, that giant helix, mm-hmm. uh, the, instead of the six bottom layers being, you know, six layers of wood, mm-hmm. uh, that's just, they were basically just I-beams. And then on the top of those were two layers of wood. Okay. So it did have wood. All right. right. Well, and then RMC came around and kind of did the opposite with yeah. their topper track. Yeah. It had like the, the wood kind of squished in between giant pieces of steel. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Eh, whatever. Uh, whatever works. Um, okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to try it out. All right. So we have a pile of trips to talk about. Yeah. So um, we're going to highlights more or less, cause we got a lot to do and they're kind of older trips. Of course, uh, for my trips, if you want to see a more in-depth, uh, look of the park and video and all that stuff. I will be having videos of everything and the hopefully soon, hopefully soon from the Midwest trip that I did back in late July. So we start out with Indiana Beach. Um, I mean, I, it doesn't really matter about the COVID stuff anymore. It wasn't great, but I, I said it once, said it again. Uh, COVID is temporary and I wanted to support the park. And there was one place where I was like, we'll deal with it. And fortunately, um, by the time we left, we had to leave. Uh, it was just when it was starting to kind of get crowded. It, it doesn't really fill up early in the morning, at least on the Friday that we went. So uh, that was uh, okay, as long as COVID stuff goes. Operation, I mean, it was terrible, but like no one was wearing that. But as far as the park goes, it looked great. It was running great. Um, I mean, uh, Lost Coaster Superstition Mountain, uh, still amazing. First time I've ridden it since 2013. Uh, still crazy, still uh, ridiculous I, I i just by the end of that ride i'm just like this thing's not that tall and it's really long it's doing these sharp curves where it's probably like losing a lot of momentum due to friction and all that stuff how is it how does it keep going like it, it i swear their motors on those cars it just it doesn't make sense to me that it can do all that and still make it around the track it doesn't look real to me uh i love it and uh it was great um hoosiers hoosier it's okay Finally got to do a lot of cornball because I've only ridden it once prior and uh, I love it. It's great. I uh, would have preferred to have some night rides on it when it warmed up a little bit better. But by our first ride to our last rides, definitely showed that it was getting better over the day. And it's a fun, quirky coaster with a really cool interact. We had our last ride on Hoosier, we got an interaction where they were both coming along. We were racing basically. 
uh, down the line and uh, it was great interaction and that's that's what makes that ride so good or the interaction with the different rides over rides through rides around rides it's uh incredible how they fit that ride in and uh i mean it's got good pops of airtime good laterals uh it's a really good cci really good cci so uh yeah and then uh steel hog was good as usual um fortunately we rode at the beginning of the day because there was like no line and we're like i was just like we might not get back here since like it's separated from the rest of the park let's, let's ride this really quickly uh I didn't realize at the time they're only running one car on it, which like I get superstition because like that was one of a kind coaster, but like that thing, I don't know why I wasn't running one more than one car. It should have been running at least two. So that was like our only real complaint about the entire day. Uh, we did the walkthrough, which is a little bit of upcharge. It was a few bucks. It wasn't much, um, but I liked it because since it was upcharge, like there was like one other family that we saw and we saw them while we were like taking pictures on the deck that's halfway through the ride outside. So like, that was good, considering it was an enclosed space during COVID. So that was good not to see anybody, but like, that's a really good walkthrough. That's probably my favorite walkthrough that I've ever done, Funhouse-wise. It's, it's super cool. I, I love their walkthrough. I don't think I did it the last two times. I don't know why I didn't, but like, have they always had extra charge for it? Yeah. Okay, then I have not done it in the past, and I... I, in, the, in the last time since I was there was 2015. I've really become more of a dark ride person, probably be, a little bit because of you. So <laughs> thank you. Congratulations. I try. I try. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that is amazing. And then the the the, the other dark ride is uh, what's it called? That's Frankenstein's Castle, right, or something like that. Yes. And then it's the Den of Lost Thieves. Am I right? Is the dark ride. Right. Okay. At the names right. Cool. That one's okay. It's all right. It's, you know, it's never been working particularly well since I've been going. Um, it's mostly a Sally now, right? Did it, but did it have an earlier history than? Yeah, the, yeah, it was retrofitted. Um, yeah. Was around it like, like 99 or 2000. Okay, was it like a... Um, I never wrote it before it was retrofitted, so. Okay, all right. I can't, I can't comment on it prior to 01, which is the first time I went. Um, and I, I loved that park for a long time. And I've, we talked about plenty on the Indiana Beach is Dying <laughs> podcast. Where I was like, I think there's hope. And you're like, no. Nah. And I'm like, nah, I, think I don't believe hope. it. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, there was hope. Who knew? Yeah. Um, I thought there was hope for that one. I thought that Fantasy Island, though, was done for. Which, Maybe. who knows? Maybe that. Who knows that one? Yeah. But when it does come back, it's practically a new start for that one. Yes. As far as riders go. All right. It's back. It's better. It's being run pretty properly. Um, we were happy with it. It's, it's the best trip I've had to it by far. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the future, and it looks like there'll be some reasons to go back in the near future. So, second day, Six Flags St. Louis uh, was a fantastic day. I mean, we love, I love Six Flags St. Louis. I've only been uh, twice, three times. This is the third time I've been there. And uh, uh, no new credits, though, and it's been seven years. So, man, they, they call Six Flags America the park that doesn't get anything I, I i would beg to differ with that one <laughs> at least they're getting something used, used rides is better than nothing yeah which is, you know i mean like six flags st louis it's like you get one small flat ride yeah and like, like oh okay and none of them been like like the only good thing which was unfortunately closed because of covid was uh battle from metropolis that's like oh. the only thing i would say that was of like high caliber that's been installed since i was last there there was like a disco and a the, the water, spinning water thing, and, and uh, what they're adding, what was supposed to be this year, next year, like a giant uh, skyscraper type thing. That's kind of cool. 
Mm-hmm. But um, and the way they did it is ugly, though. If if if, if it, it looks like they just removed a part of the go kart course that they needed to, and they're leaving the rest of it. And they could now technically shorten that bo- boss entrance, so it isn't like I don't know half a mile long. <laughs> it doesn't have to go over that go kart track anymore. But uh, they probably won't. <laughs> but uh, quick rundown of the coasters, boss. Love it still. Ariel really loved it. Uh, and uh, it's such a weird ride. Like, I don't know why I like it because it has all those stops, like practical stops, like the stop on the block brakes, the stop after the, like crawling through the turnaround afterwards. But for me, it's just such a, it's huge. It's massive. It's not that rough. I am rough. And it's, it's just good speed. And the double helix being removed, I actually applaud it because it, it makes that last little run back to the brake run a lot more powerful than I remember since it hasn't lost all that speed. So I don't really miss it. It's, it's fine. It's long enough of a ride without it anyways. It really is. So I, you know what, I, as far as the boss, I have not been on it since my first trip to Six Flags St. Louis, which was like 2012 or 20. Okay. Can't remember which. Um, I hate the Gerslauer trains. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I get that they probably track a lot better than the PTCs for that ride because of the weight of a PTC versus what the boss it, trains are. But yeah, it would I, like I, tear the shit out of that ride. It would it destroy it. Through. It just yeah. needs padding. Like I, it just, that's all I would ask. Here's is. the deal with them. And, and the other thing too is I, I actually expect that I would like it more without the helix because um, yeah, the ladder is going to get smashed into the U-bar. So that's a huge help. Here's the thing, Alan. Like when, when CCI didn't want to pay PTC and then uh, PTC was like, we're not going to give you trains because you owe us money. Yeah. <laughs> so Denise Din went into the Germans. Unfortunately, like compounds was like, hell no, we don't want those things. We'll buy them from you directly. instead. <laughs> of course, uh, Denise didn't tell parks that they could uh, buy them directly because she wouldn't get a little bit of a cut from it. Right. Um, but anyways, it wasn't great then because there were so many of them and they weren't that great of a train. But now, what? There's two of them left in the United States? Yeah, this and Cheetah, right? Okay, three. I forgot about that Cheetah. That and um, Arkansas Twister. So oh, there's yeah. not that many. So when I run into them, are they bad? No. Are they good? No. They're okay. They're not. They're fine. they're fine. I've had I've had like a couple good rides on Villain in 2003. And that's the best That's the best I can say about Gerslauer. Yeah. But I just and actually, you know, I wrote Cheetah was not bad. I wrote Cheetah, you know, and I thought it was meh. I mean, th- th- then I again, I also wrote that in two thousand, so it's been seventeen. Uh, it might not Anyways. be too great now. Anyways, it's an interesting ride. I like it. Uh, American Thunder, just a forgettable GCI. I'm sorry, it's not uh, bad. It's just forgettable. I like it. It's fun. I didn't say it was bad. I think it's fun, but I think it's forgettable at the same time. I think we wrote it once and we were like, eh. or maybe twice, and we were like, that's fun. Um, their log film is really cool. Never done yep. that. Yep. Weird. It's very weird. I love it. Um, Batman clones, Batman clone. It was good. Um, we That's the mirror image, though. Yeah. It was, it's not as good as the Goliath or the, uh, the Vampire, though. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Those two are... The seven rows make it better for whatever. Maybe because it doesn't, like... This eighth car doesn't kind of, like, let it drag through the elements as much. I don't know. But regardless, it was really funny. We went up the fast lane because we got our free fast lanes... So it was like, oh, look, there's a little bit of a line. If anything, it'll probably be faster not to have to walk around that entire line to get to the freaking station to just pick up the fast lanes really quickly. And then we go up to the station and we go through the door that's open. And then we realize we walked into the door and we were on the brake run. And we're like, 
oops, I don't think we were supposed to be here. <laughs> and the guy was like, what are you doing here? I'm like, we just went through the open door. We didn't realize it was the wrong one. <laughs> it's like, go out and go that way. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, Ninja, it's rough as fuck, but I love it. It's a weird, it's a, that head chopper is amazing. Uh, it's, it's a, the airtime on the first drop in the back seats, like injector. Uh, I'm not saying it's good, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> They're mind train. I forgot. That's a good mind train. It's a good mind train. Yeah. It's, it's in a, the forest. I love how the first half of it, or like, yeah, like the first half of it's in the forest, like right down on the ground. And then since the train drops out, the, the last part of it uses a train to do that giant drop into the tunnel. It's, it's fantastic. So, and I can only imagine how the other one worked since it was like next to it, a mirror image of it, you know, that, that's now at a uh, magic Springs. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I've never seen any pictures of it, but I, I need how, how that worked with them next to each other. Um, Boomerang is boomerang. It was a really bad engagement to the second lift. So like it was violent. Um, American scream, scream, uh, screeching eagle, screaming eagle. I can never remember the name of that ride. (laughs) What is it? Uh, It's the John Allen out and back. That's what I call it. Screaming eagle, whatever. Fantastic. Loved it. Oh, such a good classic uh, PTC. They went out with a good one. That's for sure. What wasn't good about it was it was one of the few rides running one train and social distancing was terrible. It was the only ride we really had much of a line in the entire day. So uh, we would like to have ridden it more than once, but unfortunately we just didn't feel comfortable to. And that, that ride has really narrow, uh, a narrow queue line. So it was just like, nah, no, we can't do that again. So um, Evolution, Excalibur, AKA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wrote it twice. Ariel wrote it. I thought she was going to like be vomit town because she doesn't do well in spinning rides, but um, she loved it so much that we wrote it a second time. She was, she like, was like, I'd rather ride this again than ride boss again. Fortunately, we got to do both, but yeah, it's, uh, it's so intense, man. Oh, man, I would love a, a cycle where it went around two or three times. That would just be repulsively insane. <laughs> and uh, man, I wish Great Adventure could have uh, figured out how to make it work because I would have loved that in our home park. I only wrote it once. Only saw it open one time the entire time it was there at Great Adventure. And then I'm, I'm, I'm obviously leaving something out. Mr. Freeze mm-hmm. is the star of the fair. It is just, it's such a good launch coast. Uh, turning it backwards made it all the difference. And it is so good backwards. Um, with social distancing, they we're doing a weird thing. I, maybe it was because of uh, the front seat was really close to the operator. So they didn't want people near the operator while they're waiting in the station. So they were only loading the back seat of each car, including the front seat. So unfortunately, that wasn't a possibility. But on our last ride, fortunately, they were like, since we were just using the fast lane, which goes up the exit, they're like, hey, do you want to ride the front seat? We went to the second seat and they're like, oh, you can ride in the front seat. It's no big deal since you don't have to wait over there, as I assumed. So uh, front seat on that thing is just amazing. The back seat is even better because when you're at the top of that spike, you just feel the whole tower shaking side to side when you're being lifted up with those LAMs. It's, uh, and then the top hat, with, like, you get like three pops of airtime and hang time. In like a matter of a few seconds. I wish they built more of them. Unfortunately, they had a lot of issues when they first opened. So it's probably why we only saw two of them. That's exact St. Louis. Love it. I'd uh, like to visit it more. And uh, unfortunately, the only unfortunate thing is it needs a lot of tender love and care. And uh, I think part of it was due to COVID. There was like little to no landscaping. 
like I don't think those people got rehired this year because all the flower beds were filled with weeds and no flowers or anything. It just looked terrible. But um, I think it's a pretty park what's there. It just needs a lot of help to make it a little bit pretty. It's just, it needs help. So uh, Silverado City, we spent two days there. It's, I'm going to keep this one short because I could go on, you know, I could go on forever. Yeah. And uh, it's so good. The only unfortunate thing, one train the entire time uh, on everything and a lot of stuff could have probably used to, it wasn't that bad, but like, it would have been nice. It would have been nice. Like one train on uh, fire in the hole. Not good. Um, one train on everything was not good, except for like Outlaw Run because it's. I think it's just like it's. It's a good ride, and I think people enjoy it. But I think it's a ride where they were like, "That's good," but we only need to ride it one type of situation. I think like Lightning Rod has that same issue sometimes, and Storm Chaser. So um, Outlaw Run, that was my first RMC. I think there weren't a ton of RMCs to go around before. And thirteen, yeah, that was my first RMC, and. I had issues with it because of the knee pads were terrible. It was just this round tube instead of a molded, two little molded U-shapes. So uh, every time we hit airtime, my knees would just bang into this lightly padded bar. So that wasn't fun. Um, and I think I probably mentioned it, but I was not, it was during the <clears throat> TPR trip and uh, I got sick and twisted my ankle. And that was the day where I was feeling my worst. So uh, I was really good, really happy to get back and experience the park fresh and uh, love the park even more. Um, You know, I've visited Dollywood so many times since then. Um, I'd only visited Dollywood once prior to my first Silver Dollar City trip. And now I've probably been to Dollywood 10 times. So it was really nice to finally compare the two. And I think I still like Dollywood, but like, I don't know. If you ask me tomorrow, I'd probably say Silver Dollar City. They're both so good at what they do and they're just fantastic. And it still, it felt fine. We actually would have liked to see more shows because we had so much time. We had two days there, but that wasn't a thing, unfortunately. Um, But going back to Outlaw Run, um, I thought it was overrated then, but everyone was so hyped about RMC then that I kind of just shut my mouth about it. Um, I thought maybe it was just my own personal experience with the knee thing. I think it's a good ride because like there's no bad RMC. Sorry, there just isn't. But I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't have a lot of airtime. It's a lot of twists and, uh, it definitely wasn't running as well as I remember it back then. Like the, the ejector on the the wave turn was not nearly as good. Um, it was really crawling up the last heart line where the point where it was just painful being hung upside down. Um, no, it's, it's, it fell down to the bottom of my RMC list easily. And I, that, some people like probably call me crazy for that, but that's how I feel about it. And I think Ariel felt the same way. So I've, I've always had it. I love the pacing on it. Okay. I'm one of the few people that like both enjoys the second barrel roll. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I not only do I like it, but I also like that it turns in the opposite direction that the barrel roll is going when it gets out of that. I do like that. And then but yeah, we we and other I've always I never understood why more why why that wasn't a thing before that. And now B&M is doing the same thing more or less. Um with their dive coasters like Valerie even yeah, I I don't know. I've always liked it. That's all I can say about it. I I wrote it. I think two years ago. I wrote it multiple times. I I was like, yep. I still really like this ride. I think the reason why I like it the most uh, of of many of their rides and like put it like towards the top end is probably because it has steel wheels. Yeah, 
okay. that makes a big difference for me in terms of feel also because it feels to me like a wood coaster oh yeah it's rough like a wood coaster that that's, yeah if you don't think that's a wood coaster i don't know what it is <laughs> it rides I mean, like a wood coaster so yeah I, so i that's another aspect i like about it. i mean okay. is it possible it went bad in a year and a half sure um it's a pretty yeah, aggressive ride so things can happen load of, most of yeah um, uh, just run around the park. Patrick wrote it wildfire. Only wrote it. It's a good run. Beautiful. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good part. Log to love that. That was for the water run. They allow you to because uh, <laughs> I felt like I got waterboarded. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Thunderation. One of the best mine trains. I mean, that's that's what everybody says. It's so good. A little rough this year. Really rough, actually. At the bottom of the double that double that helix where you drop into the inside of the helix to mm-hmm. get out of it. Yeah. It was a little rough, but not that big of a deal. Um, we kept on getting stuck in the front row and we're like, we just want to ride the back row. It took us like, it took us like literally six times to get to the back <laughs> row or anywhere near the back of the train. Then we realized that the front is better for some reason. So there you go. Um, then uh, I'm saving again, the best thing for last time travel. Wow, I've been wanting to ride this the minute it was announced. I was so excited. And for, you know, for many reasons, it just didn't happen. It did not disappoint. That ride is just incredible. Uh, The theming is uh, a little disappointing inside the station. I wish they had done a little bit better, especially the queue line. The station area looks fine, but the queue line, I kind of fault them at that. That could have been better. But everything else is absolutely fantastic with the um the, the narration that's going on within the queue line love that the trains are just gorgeous they are they are art they are just i just couldn't stop looking at them they're just so pretty i mean i sat at a app for the year i went and just at the end of the day walking throughout almost every single aisle and i was exhausted but i didn't want to leave and i just sat on a bench and stared at that thing spinning and i was just like and uh riding it that first drop is incredible um the way they were doing it is um so only one group per car because I don't think they wanted people waiting in the station right next to each other, which was good because we were always off balance every single time. So it was creating some amazing rides, always going sideways through the loop and sideways through the spinning through the heart line and the S airtime hill. And I, I really can't find many faults in that ride. I don't really like that you, you stop so much on that first launch. I, I wish you kind of just went. But um, other than that, like, it's gorgeous. And uh, whether it was worth the price tag is debatable, but I'm, I'm happy they did it. <laughs> if you had the money and you can do it, then I don't really fall apart for doing it that much. Like, if they can continue to add expensive attractions like that, and it's not affecting their, their future to you know, not be able to install other rides like it seems like hollywood holiday world is kind of ran into um I, i'm okay with it i mean i'm a time traveler fan so yeah and uh, i just said ariel she just can't stop talking about it she i told her about the one going into plopsalon de pan but uh she forgot about it and then i was like you know there's another one going into plopsalon de pan in belgium and i like i'm like she's like there is i'm like is it the same one i'm like no launch like oh they're both launched but launch right out of the station and uh, twisted jojo roll and and then she took a look at it and she's like okay we got to go <laughs> <laughs> so i'm i'm really excited to see what that turns in um but love love the place unfortunately the cave is was closed for mm. two reasons we found out social distancing and since no one was able to go to the park you know only the basic you know 
must go to the park to uh, do whatever they had to do. Most essential people only. Mm-hmm. No one was down in the cave for like two months. Do you know what happens to a cave that's not maintained? That's a tourist attraction? Uh, probably gets bats. That and mud. Oh, yeah. That'd be an issue. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's probably social distancing, but it's also the fact of the matter is that it's going to take them a while to actually get it back in ship shape. So that's unfortunate, especially since the last time I was there, the lower portion was flooded. So uh, I never actually seen the entire thing and done the incline railroad at the, at, the, at the end. We had to go back up the way we came. So um, just another reason to go back. Yeah. Uh, worlds of fun. Uh, my last visit, it was hot as hell. And this visit, <laughs> it was hot as hell. The real feel was like 108. <laughs> that sounds very familiar to my visit last year. And a lot very of people similar. visits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, next time we go, we're going to go in uh, the early season or late season one of the two um it's a nice cedar fair park like really nice like i I, the front gate looks amazing like the new front gate looks so good the whole plaza with the stage and the balloon out front uh really good and like the theming around the park like it's not just blaring pop music it's it's the music for the most part is actually reflecting the section that you're in which i really appreciate for a cedar fair park theming matters uh and I, that's the one park where I, I would call that a theme park um, more than most Cedar Fair parks. I'm not saying it's like a, like a immersive theme park, but it, it does a good enough job to make you feel like you're in different sections and you know you're in different sections. Sometimes like you don't know that you've trans, like other than like Batman going to Batman to go into like the Looney Tunes area, you wouldn't know that you've gone to another area. Like everything about it makes sense when you're going to that park. Um, as far as the coasters, uh, Spinning Dragons, Gershlaller, fun thing as always. Patriot, last B&M for me to ride in North America. Really? Yeah, that's the one that's been, that's been a last B&M for years. <laughs> so uh, finally rode it. And uh, it's like Talon, but not as forceful and uh, more drawn out and uh, not as interesting. The only good thing is... <laughs> The only good thing about it that I liked is uh, I liked that you had this nice little like really weird pop of airtime, almost like Goliath at Six Flags over Georgia into the brake run. It was bizarre. But Talon has lots of nice floater air at multiple points during that second half of the ride. So uh, it has it beat still. So um, it looks great with its new paint job. Um, I think it's okay b and I don't think it's amazing, but I don't think it's terrible. It's fine. Um, Timber Wolf was closed. It looked, it actually looked like it was opening the, the seconds we were walking out, but uh, I gave the option to Ariel. We can skip the little kitty coaster at Power Play Amusement Center. I think that's what it's called, which really quick, it's about 20 minutes away and it has a really cool themed Python pit with uh, like sound effects, uh, figurines, black light, uh, if you want to get a cred, that's actually kind of interesting for a miler. Go ahead and do it. It's not that much. It was like four dollars. Anyways, back to the uh, thing. She was like, "I'm like, do you want to go get that cred, or we can go back to Timberwolf? I'm not gonna deny you that." And she's like, "It's hot. We're almost at the exit. I don't want to walk back." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> we won't." So I was I was looking forward to trying the new tracking and the the new uh, overbank and everything, but uh, wasn't meant to be. Um, Boomerang is in pieces. I don't think it opened this year. Um, 
the Wacky Worm, they are now allowing adults on this year. Um, I think it might just be temporary due to the limited uh, capacity doing every other row. Um, so I got screwed out of it again. Before I was there, <laughs> you, you could not ride it. I don't think you could ride it at all. Or maybe you need a kid. I forget. One of the two. And this time, you, it, the sign even still said you didn't need a kid. But uh, that's the rule this year. So hopefully that's dropped and I can get that cred whenever we go back. And uh, Mamba? Mamba. Man, am I happy we have steel feet. <laughs> People are horrified. And yet it's true. It's a fact. Mamba, I loved Mamba last time. I, do you know why I liked Mamba last time I went? Because the block break wasn't on. The block break wasn't slowing you to the point where every time you went over hill, you're like, airtime, air, airtime, airtime, please, airtime. Nope. Just like slight feeling of a little bit of cheese kind of raising a little bit, but not even enough to like, not enough to even like, not, not enough to get that feeling. Not enough. The front, first half, fantastic. I love that helix. Um, I don't know which one I like more. Steel Force, what do you like? Steel Force's helix or uh, Mamba's helix? Um, you know what? Like, I like how much lower to the ground the Mamba helix is. Right. But I will say that... The sharp exit to the block break is much better on Steel Force. For me, like, Steel Force is a more interesting ride overall because Mamba is pretty much on the flattest part of Worlds. Except for the second drop that drops down a little bit. But, like, Worlds of Fun is is kind of a hilly park. Like, all the Missouri parks actually are. I didn't... St. Louis is on the edge of a hill. It was that hilly. It's got some hillishness to it. Okay. It's always had like some. It's not Silver Dollar City, though. No, 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 no. But like, <laughs> compared to like Adventureland, Iowa, you know. Okay. Well, yeah, we both agree. Like that ride would be great if the block break was off. And I, my same exact same opinion on Wild Thing. I had terrible trims on that thing with no airtime on the way back, and I'm sorry. That's the best part. That's part of the. You know, that's not the best part, but it's it's a whole package, and you don't have that package. It, it, package isn't complete i've been i've been on mamba twice uh you know the last time i was on it was last year and Mm. i said on this very podcast when we discussed it i said you know look i don't i've never gotten the rides people say that they've gotten not in 2014 not last year like the black break was on and it was basically if the black breaks on all three of them as is probably often the case um there's no there's no real quantitative difference between them as rides to me like you're splitting hairs about what the first half does like how much do you like you know the second hill of the ride i think or the I think wild the- thing has a little bit more of a uh, a different personality or identity but i think steel force and mamba are very similar very similar i feel like they're they're all pretty similar to one another i you know it's none of them are like superman in mexico not that i can say anything about that specific ride but um you know what they generally try to do is is pretty similar yeah i could kind of see like wild thing maybe having a slightly different persona maybe but honestly who would know because nobody's ever been on it that i know of with the block break off which one uh wild thing and i've i've never heard of the block break being off i didn't know that was a thing i had no idea and like i never really heard anybody talk about it but people don't talk about well fair very often so yeah well they don't they don't talk nobody talks about valley fair because (laughs) the only interesting ride is renegade um actually high is okay too but excalibur excalibur okay excalibur yeah but but like like excalibur is interesting in like a you know subtraction has become addition thing where it's a rare ride no i think it's a i think it's a it's a good ride but it's right, part of it is that's we'll, weird we'll talk about it later when i go yeah. back to valley fair <laughs> yeah whenever whenever it's actually open again to even discuss yeah yeah we'll yeah. talk about valley fair 
All right, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's all that has to be said. And uh, you know, we, we talked about Seal Force last time. Yeah. Anyways, um, uh, the Rapid Rod, <clears throat> the Rapids Rod is really good. Um, wave machines, some really cool theming at the end, themed to Egypt. Egypt, uh, mm-hmm. loved it. Their log flume was actually kind of meh, one drop and uh, like short. Uh, wooded section, nice wooded section, but uh, uh, meh, meh. Um, and then once again, oh, and the cloud proof for 2000 was closed. I'm so sad because I didn't know about it last time and I was like so excited to ride the cloud poofer 2000 <laughs> and I didn't get to ride the cloud poofer or is it the 3000? I don't know. Regardless, definitely a hit next. And we would like to go back because Renegade is, fa- or Renegade Prowler is fantastic and was the last GCI need- needed in the United States until something in Texas opened, but uh, we'll be taking care of that next month so uh gcis will be completed yay but um i i can see the comparison to like mystic timbers like right away like it's 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 very very easy that they were like we like mystic we like renegade or prowler um build us one of those fit the land put a shed in it um so i have two opinions on which one's better okay overall package mystic timber that they're both in a field prowler yeah or Prowler. I'm sorry. I keep on calling it Prowler. Prowler. Yeah, Prowler. I got Prowler. it right. No, it's... Look, I, I will agree that Mystic Timbers has, like, a theme to the queue line. Station theming has the shed. Has three trains. Like, and it, it has certain advantages over Prowler. But the right, reality is this. We're going to talk about that run. more in the next podcast we do together because Jeff and Joe did a discussion about theming. Is it important to regional park? And uh, I coasters, really more specifically, right? It, yeah, coasters, and I really enjoyed it. And and I also said neither of them were really like I, I don't I, I I'm okay with all their opinions for the most part, but I also have opinions, and uh, I think you have opinions, and uh, I think we want to do our own discussion. Yes. So uh, and they brought up Invader and Mystic being built in the same year. Let's leave it at that. Anyways, going back to Prowler, I think it's just more dynamic. It, I think it has better airtime. I think it does just, I think it's a, a wilder, crazier ride. Uh, the first drop and second drop are like, like man, that is so Mystic Timbers. <laughs> it is so Mystic Timbers. Um, the last turn, like a flat turn, bank turn, like no elevation change, just a flat turn into the brake run. I was like, wow, that's weird. That's dumb for GCI. Then I wrote it again. I'm like, I actually really like this. It's not that bank that much. Laterals. Wait a minute. Laterals on a GCI. Ooh. I didn't like it because I didn't know what to think about that at the first time because <laughs> they're not really known for their laterals because they're known for banking and twisting so much that it kind of, you kind of remove that, unfortunately. But laterals. Ooh. Nice. So I, I really enjoyed that the more times I wrote it. And I think I got five rods on it. That's what I rode the most by far. I think we rode uh, like everything else just once or like I think Mamba three times because I kept on wanting to give it like the college try and be like, come on, you can do it. I know you can do it. <laughs> it just it didn't have it. No. It was the little engine that couldn't. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Prowler is just, it's great. You know what sucks about it though? Man, you cannot photograph an inch of that ride. <laughs> no. So no. Uh, you have one video of it going up the lift hill. Sorry, people. <laughs> I I was shocked. Like I wrote it in fourteen. I thought it was okay. 
Okay. But I thought it was completely overrated. And then really? I, I know we talked about it last time I went there um, after my trip in September of last year where I wrote it like 15 times in a row in, you know, super hot conditions running absolutely crazy. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, this ride, I, I don't know if it's my favorite GCI, but I would have to at least send that. This yeah, I need to sit down and really like, because that's one thing I want to start doing on the, the channel my channel the coaster spot and start doing some lists because people like lists and i actually kind of want to figure out for myself so gcis i haven't really given much thought to them other than i know the ones i really like and i really like this so um that's world of fun it was hot as hell social distancing and all the uh that stuff is fantastic but at the same time man it really costs us rides like renegade would have been a walk-on but like we kept on running into it during this cleaning time and uh, all that stuff so um we uh had to leave early too because we were staying with a relative in st louis and that 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 was it and then uh we were going oh oh, um one other thing um two quick things um the alpine coasters in branson um sawmill one with the two lift hills that one sucks um i kind of like the one with the four lift hills the rocky top a lot more because it has a lot of meat to it with this one it, it felt even like the drops down the hill the the total vertical change just felt like so minimal even compared to rocky top um i get what they wanted to do they built wanted to build one that was on the main drag Mm -hmm. and that's what they could work with on that site or maybe anywhere really on the drag so they did what they could oh well um it's uh yeah i'm not doing that one again although i think i lost my footage so i might have to (laughs) (laughs) but they're both expensive they're both like 18 dollars um now uh, the other one, what is the other one called? Um, the Branson Coaster, right? That one's called the Branson Coaster, right? The other one. Yeah. yeah. The Branson Coaster is the AGT. <sighs> oh, man, I'm really sad I missed. I think I lost the footage on that one by mistake, too. It all goes back to Lakemont. Lakemont caused me a lot of issues. <laughs> uh, losing Lakemont footage, losing footage because of Lakemont. Lakemont cursed me. Getting the footage uh, that I forgot to turn on the stabilization, stabilization, then had to do a stabilization on a 4K video, which literally took like four hours because the computer is not that great. <laughs> <laughs> All types of problems. But you will see at one point, I my feet could reach the furthest like place to fit your uh, your legs, but comfortably i should have been one back so i would have been kind of wedged in the seat a little bit better but i wanted my feet down so you know they, my feet wouldn't block the view of the cameras mm-hmm. i went around round one round i went around one turn that like airtime and then a turn right away where it literally my feet both of my feet were somehow off to the side of the right of the car like they weren't even in the car anymore it was terrifying like oh my like it, I was terrified. Like I thought I was going to fall out and you only have the seatbelt. You don't have the, the, the thing across your chest. Mm-hmm. I don't really like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually want more restrictions on those Alpine coasters. That's, that's not, that's too much or not enough. Um, it's just bonkers. That is a really good Alpine coaster and definitely going to ride that one again. That's a, that's a comeback. And um, we didn't have time, but we were thinking about coming back for half price and doing it at night. And next time, Definitely want to do that. Um, so that's uh, it for the kitty coasters for the most part. We also went to Minor Mike's. It's like right between St. Louis and Branson. And if you're like doing a travel day between the two, which we did, we then we our day after St. Louis, since the house struck, schedules were all over the place with COVID operation, minimal weekdays and all that stuff. So we literally had nothing to do on um, Monday, really, because we didn't need three days at Branson. 
or some of our city. So we uh, did a travel day, met up with Slater from Ride This One, and sat out on his porch and talked for a while. And went, went to this place called Minor Mike's in, uh, God, I got to look it up really quickly. But, um, and it's a like indoor FEC. And then we get there and I'm, I'm like, I don't see any listing for the coaster. What do we do here? How much is it going to cost? Oh no, do we have to buy a wristband? Like an activity pass so we can like, that looks like it's for like, I don't know, kids to go play in their little ball pits. And they're like, uh, we want to ride the coaster. And she's like, oh yeah, just adults are free. I'm like, do you need a kid, a paying kid with you? And he's like, no, you're good. (laughs) (laughs) Free credit. Yes. So I can't, and it was a really cool, it was like the lamest powered coaster by Zamperla ever. Uh, like the flat one that like Silver Dollar Silverwood has and the um, Mall America has. But uh, really cool theming. And then it like, it's you load on the, the, the second level and then the you go over the top of the entrance to the, the FEC and uh, into some like this little mine where there's like a little bit of theming. So for a little stop that costs us like 10 minutes and nothing, no time. I, I would say it's uh if you're I'd do it. It's fun. Have you been there? I have not been to Minor Mike's. You should go. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I'm not like a, I don't count powers. You should still go. I'll th- I thought about it. I, I might check it out someday in the far flung future. I'm I would have gotten a power play if it had been opened uh, when I was going through Missouri earlier this year, but that didn't happen. So um, and I and did you is the Incredible Pizza Company open in St. Louis or? Yeah, I just didn't really need to talk about it. We went after Six Likes and Lewis got her cred, and it was uh, they were actually loading every other car, which is the only SVF Vista I've seen actually doing that. So that was good, but the social distancing everywhere else in Massachusetts was pretty bad. So we yeah. in and out quick. I, I I didn't even want to spend the time making it like a quick tour video. <laughs> All right, Hunter Mike's is in uh, o- Osage Beach. Osage, maybe. Osage, maybe. something like that. So that's that's it uh, for the credits. And we also went to Arkansas. It was dumb. It was like a two-hour round trip. But then we got pizza at a Little Caesars using a drive-through, and that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the drive was pretty though, so that that's always makes up for it, in my opinion. I like sometimes. And when we went by this, in the, like halfway through, we were going over the mountains. I think we were still in Missouri at this, and we just see like this house, and it's like water park. I'm like water park, what? And then we see a concrete slide. It's like one concrete slide that goes down the, the, the hill. And uh, it's from like the 70s. Ariel looked it up and everything. If we ever like decided we wanted to do that, like, like we're actually thinking about doing it at some point in our lives. It, it looks like it could be kind of fun. Um, man, I, I wish I had more details on that. But you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Never heard of no. it. No, I do not yeah, recall yeah. this. And I forget what it's called. It, it could be like Bob's water slide for all I know, remember. I mean, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, like, that is what used to be, the Branson coaster on the strip used to be the, the cool down water chute, which was like what? a concrete water slide that predated Wet and Wild. Ah, okay. Cool. And I actually have a great story of, uh, my wife and I went there, we paid for the $1, one hour pass, which was like $9. Okay. And you get your mat to go down the concrete slide in. And, uh, you know, like the owner was like the person that sold us the ticket, this like old woman who, whose husband had built it back in the 70s early 70s like 70 and uh anyways my wife is like we're gonna end up doing this like once and be done and then we we spent the entire hour riding the water slide because it was super fun and at one point like he, she was just like yeah you can do whatever you want so we could like chain our 
our rafts together and everything. But I remember at one point uh, we went down and she went down ahead of me and ahead of us was some kid that fell off the slide, like fell off his, off the mat and then just stood up in the middle of the slide. And uh, she somehow managed to avoid him, but he was like filling two thirds of the slide space when I came through and I just trucked that. I mean, I absolutely, I launched and uh, I shoved him all the way down the rest of the slide. And when we got to the pool at the bottom, I'm expecting that the mom was going to be mad as hell, but classic Branson parents, they were like, God damn it, Billy. I told you not to stand up with the water slide. So I got away. It's great. Um, <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. So anyways, I missed the cool off water shoot still. So uh, we'll have to find out uh, about the water slide, the mystery water slide. Where, do you remember where it was around? No, we're, she's looking it up right now. Power. It was on our way to power play um, in Arkansas. So we're, I'm trying to figure that out. Okay. Uh, looks like you mentioned Kentucky Kingdom. That's another yeah, item. We were going to go to Holiday World, Holiday World, but then we actually looked how much it costs to go there. And we realized that Hyde is actually right. <laughs> Hyde is correct. Um, compared to the value of Hollywood Nights, it's just not there. No. At one day. And I mean, I could have gotten a discount with Ace, but here's the problem. It says to show up and use that, uh, show up that, uh, show up and get your discount at the, the window, but um, need a reservation. So... <laughs> And to get a reservation, you need a ticket. So, <laughs> and I messaged them on Facebook and uh, Twitter, and they never responded. So um, that was half the reason. We're like, well, screw you then. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it would have been like 30 some, 38, I think, with the uh, discount for Ace. And I'm, I'm only an Ace member. She's not an Ace member. She just If she goes to the event with me, I just pay the, the guest price. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we just went on to it. Okay. We uh, found the water slide. Is it BB's Roaring Water? Yes. You, you got it on TripAdvisor? You know what? I don't think I have this in my list of stuff that I posted years ago, but it looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, um, it's I know of, nothing about this, but I know that I want to be involved with it. It's near a state park, too, so it, you can combine it with some other stuff if you're into that type of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, watching, I'm watching the video of it right now. Oh, yeah. This is oh oh, oh oh they almost left the concrete oh yeah I'm for I'm going for this it doesn't it's I I, I actually because she did all this research while we were driving and I never actually I just saw it from like looking over for a second I never actually really analyzed it afterwards because I think by the time I got home we were it was so late that I forgot to do it I'm looking at it now the pictures you know, everyone knows the shape of typically a water slide it's like a U shape it's not a V. It's a V. It's a V shape. And it's concrete. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I want this. Oh, my I God. You got to look at this. the guy, the TripAdvisor photo where it's just this, this man, our age, basically. He's just like going down the water. So he's just like, what's going on with my life? <laughs> uh, when I watched the video, I knew. I knew right then and there. Plus, like a snack bar where you could buy Fritos chili pie for four fifty. Come on. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It's got like a it's got like a wood sign that's been like etched into with like no sandals. Yeah, yeah. Like I yeah, and it just opened. Um also hold on. They misspelled sandals. It says do not scrape. Itself? Yeah, the, the the sign this is I'm looking at their Facebook. Uh it says water slide rules, no lifeguard. 
Do not stand, do not stop on slide. This is not even like centered or anything. Do not scrape fingernails or toenails on slide. No shoes, no sandals. Sandals is spelled S-A-N-D-L-E-S on slide. Uh, Not responsible for accidents. And then like kind of etched in the sign, but not painted in like the rest of it says like sign in. And there's like an arrow over to it over to like the corner of this like this is the type of place where I, I felt like they could have opened before like they were approved and like pretty much no one would have known <laughs> yeah 100 percent. the problem is done. it is next to like some like like i don't know if it's a state park but if you look down the road yeah it's roaring river state park yeah yeah so um and it's it's like only like a couple of turns it's like one two three and then a little s curve and then back down but yeah um breaking news oh my god Long Island, New York, or uh, Adventureland Long Island just posted a video. Um, as Ariel said, they basically made a video announcement basically saying, F you, New York, we were prepared to open, you know, let us, and we have to lay everybody off. Okay. Well. Yeah, I feel the same way, but I don't know. Yep. We've argued that, like, there's already stuff open in New York State that, like, oh, well, maybe not New York. They, they've been pretty, regardless. Been, yeah. There's other things that should not be open, and they are. Like in Massachusetts, like arcades aren't allowed to open, but casinos are. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah. And the it's only reason strange. that casinos are open because what makes the state a lot of money? Yes, the tax revenue. That's bullshit. I'm sorry. Like, that's no, true. I'm, we, we've been stating we are so for for social distancing and all the masks, all that stuff. But like, I'm also so for opening things for many reasons, and uh, it's it's ridiculous. Anyways, uh, that, that's that crazy water slide. I had to mention it because I figured you'd get a kick out of it. <laughs> I did. I did. So, uh, yeah, I, we definitely are going to make the, the trek there. So make it part of our Branson day next time. Because it's only like an hour away. Um, and then going back to what we were doing, uh, we, we decided it was too expensive to go to Colorado World. So we went to Kentucky Kingdom. Mass usage was okay. Not great. Social distancing was okay since we didn't have a lot of lines except for one unruly teenager who was like in kissing distance of me and uh, couldn't understand why I told her to back up and then just got a complete attitude with me. Apparently she had a bad day because she lost her phone and then some other things happened to her. And then, yeah, she was having a bad day, but she's, yeah. And and of course that was the last ride of the day, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, we're having a pretty good day. And then that happened. Um, I went to the water park, got in really early and, uh, didn't have to wait for anything by the time we left every that house um we risked the giant wave pool with the massive waves that in one cycle we, there was none less than the cycle the massive wave cycle which happens like two or three four times a day you you know what i'm talking about right yeah 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 there was in, in one cycle there were five it was stopped five times for saves <laughs> maybe four i forget but it's it's it, it's it, we, we had to experience but uh unfortunately we didn't get covid so we're good um that was pretty much the riskiest thing we've done <laughs> yeah this it's, whole thing. it's why i'm not going to kentucky kingdom no offense to ed hart maybe yeah. a little bit because I, but otherwise things were fine though like the, the every other row and uh even during uh coaster enthusiast events every other row still applied <clears throat> um and uh oh, we had a good day uh nothing new we just we had a day to do something and uh that's it was cheap it's 20 it's 25 bucks and uh and then like 10 bucks for parking it's and you get the the drinks for yeah. free yeah 
uh, yeah, you know, Storm Chaser is great. It's slower now, so it does. It's still intense as hell, but it's a little bit slower and it's comfortable now. I like it. Uh, we skipped T3, so no SLC for me this year. Woo! Um, I almost felt sad about it for a second, and I don't know why. Then Ariel is like, "What is wrong with you?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> I like those trains. Every time I go on them, I was like, "I want to love these trains because they theoretically should be good, but they're not." But yeah. Um, yeah, the water park's fun. The music park's got a good lineup. I love the lightning run. Love Thunder Run. Retracking is even better every year. Looking forward to whatever next go farms. So, and then uh, that is it for now. Let's uh, talk about your little trips. Yeah. Um, Not little. Yeah, they were decent sized. I had a week long road trip. That was that was completely uncool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we did a we did a week long driving trip uh, the first week of August, um, and then in addition to that, I also did a trip this past Labor Day, and I'm going to go to the Labor Day one first because I think there's more more meat on the bone to discuss with that. Um, I went to New Hampshire, uh, stayed in Airbnb with a, some friends of ours, and had a very good time. Uh, How was your Airbnb? Um, that one was okay. Um, it wasn't the best, but it was big. It had a hot tub. It had an air hockey table. We had a couple fire pits. Um, like some of it was kind of like had strong used furniture vibes for a lot of okay. stuff in there. But did like, everything feel okay though? Like with like cleaning and all that stuff? Yeah, I wasn't concerned about it at all. I'm not really that concerned either. Um, I'm staying one in Houston, uh, not Houston, um, San Antonio. Um, it's it's the extra room one, but it has um, this year. I'm like. That it has a bathroom inside of the room, connected to the room. It's like the own personal bathroom mm. for the room. Yeah, like so, a master bathroom. So I'm okay with that. Um, I didn't want to this year. I or, I don't really like sharing the bathroom with the rest of the house when it's uh, just a extra room Airbnb as it is. But mm. uh, that was like impossible not to get that at in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, in this case, like we had an entire house, so okay. you know that was that wasn't even like a, a remote concern of ours, and it, we had a, we were fine with it. Like it. It served its purpose. I don't. I wouldn't rush to go back to that specific Airbnb, but it was all right. I was just wondering how you're like in a COVID world, how you felt. That's all. Yeah. No, I think it's to me, it's not any different than staying in a hotel room on a trip or something like that. Like the chances that you're going to go into a specific space where there's a bunch of COVID that's been floating in the air for eight or nine hours is is pretty minimal. Yeah, and um, I, I, I um like couldn't really find any really good hotels in the San Antonio area and. I'd rather take my, I'd rather, I, I still, I'd still rather be at an Airbnb. And it, yeah, no, I, I think that's totally reasonable. If nothing else, like the Airbnb is likely to have um, like fewer, you know, fewer people breathing through its ventilation systems or whatever. Like it's just not. Yeah. Anyways, um, we did do the Mount Washington Cog Railway. Oh, okay. I've always wanted to do that. I never uh, did when I was, uh, I went to boarding school if people don't. I don't know why it's matter. I went to boarding school in New Hampshire for a few years. So there was always trips to it and I never went and I wish I had, but I didn't care about that stuff back then. So I guess it doesn't. Matter. We, we thought it would be really cool to do it with, we had to do, we had to do the stupid God. I can't believe we did this. We had to take the steam train. Okay. Instead of the diesel engine. Oh, that sounds cool. It's, like, it's you know, it's like the original thing, right? Okay. You know, Alex, there's a reason why they stopped using steam <laughs> for commercial transport. Yeah, I know. So as we're going up the hill, <laughs> they inform us, they're like, well, you know, 
it takes about a thousand gallons of water to do this. And the train only holds 700. So we have to stop for water midway up. Whereas, you know, everybody else doesn't because they have diesel engines. So we stop and... A thousand gallons of water takes a while. Yeah. Uh, you know what really takes a while with a thousand what? gallons of water? Is when you don't have a hose connected <laughs> to the water tank to put water in the goddamn train. In. That really... <laughs> That really hurts your ability to get up and down the mountain. So that happened. We don't know how it could have happened between the morning train and the afternoon train, but it happened. The hose was on the, was on the ground. So one guy jumps off the train, one of the, the, the crew members, and as it's pouring like gallon, gallons per second through this hose, he's trying to connect one piece of it to another and just hold it in so that water can get in. You can picture how well this <laughs> I think he was taking a shower. So then they push us back down the hill a little ways, take us up the other side, because that's a little bit closer to the spout, and, like, wriggle away to get water in. This whole process took well in excess of an hour. Oh, God. By the time we got to the top of Mount Washington... Did you have a pretty view when you were there at this water tower? We were sitting on... If you're if you're looking going up the mountain, we were on the right hand side of the car. Okay. Uh, whereas the left is where everybody gets to see cool shit. So no. <laughs> so no. We looked at trees. Oh. We looked at some trees for like an hour while we while they just like sat there and we could just see them like struggling and yelling at one another. Like it was it was not it was I feel not. Like you would have a backup hose. I'm just saying. There are a lot of things that I was thinking during the entire time. <laughs> you had a lot of time to think. I had a lot of time. I looked back at Kyle. <laughs> I remember looking at him at one point, and I could see on his face that look—the look of "I fucked up so bad." Because <laughs> he was like, "Dude, we got we got to do this," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." We got to take that train. <laughs> we got to take the steam train. But he was very gung-ho about the steam. And it costs like $25 extra. We get to the top of Mount Washington. The Mount Washington Visitor Center has closed because it's like 6.30 p.m. by the time we get up there. So it's just 38 degrees and like 50 mile an hour wind. And we're all cold and we can't go inside. We take some pictures. We use the bathrooms, which were porta potties and like uh, shipping that are It's all chained to the ground because it's so windy. And then, yeah, just get back on the rail car and took it back down as the sun set. You know, again, more attractive for the people on the other side of the train than it was for us. Um, And some, like, a couple of us tried to nod out and fall asleep. Wait, were you not on the opposite side going down? No, it's, it's, it goes straight up and straight down. No, there's no turnaround. Okay, so, uh, pro tip, maybe not take a steam train. Unless you're really into that, and definitely sit on the left side. Were they it's, like pre-booked left side, or is that where you chose? I, you know what, I can't remember because I booked it like a month and a half ago. But I feel like no, like I feel there was space there, and I just okay or something. But you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. But in any case, yeah. If you like, if you like steam train, I would invite you to look at the steam train. Um, it's there. You can see it. And then board the diesel train, which will get you up and down the mountain in a reasonable time frame. Uh, you will not be so late once you exit the train that you will have uh, not been able to get dinner, for example. Um, which is what happened to us. We ended up having to buy shells and cheese at a general store for $5.59 a box and make that the Airbnb. Thankfully, we had a full, you know, we got a full kitchen. So Yeah, there are not a lot of options that far north. Into New Hampshire. Yeah, no, nah, nah, there wasn't... Uh, there were no alternatives, actually, at all. There weren't even, like, a McDonald's or anything? No. Wow. No. 
There's nothing. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, I've been up there a lot. It is beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, As far as parks go, Kyle and Jenna were not that interested in doing Santa's Village because Santa's Village is charging. There were no discounts available or anything. It was either you pay 36 bucks or you don't go. Uh, And they were not really interested in paying $36. So I held off until last minute to buy tickets. And then by the time I was like, all right, I guess I'll buy tickets. If you're not going to go, you'll drive us up there and wait. Yep, yep, yep. So go by, eh, they're sold out. So no Sands Village. Didn't learn from a funplex. I did not learn from, but you know what? Honestly, I'm fine with that. I know. Um, I didn't do any of the mountain coasters. Part of that was... Oh, no. Uh, part of it was just, we just wanted to do other stuff. We wanted to like hang out and have it be more like vacation rather than try and like run around and gun through rides. Like the Atatash mountain coaster was not... Open. Okay, well, okay. That's that's what I was all knowing about. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even, it wasn't even available. And that was the closest one to us. I mean, we were staying probably... 10 or 15 minutes from Atatash. Um, so it was by far the easiest one for us to get to. And we were just like, nah, it's closed and that's a bummer. But what are you going to do? Uh, Cranmore. <clears throat> if we had wanted to go to Cranmore, we could have. But that was, again, it's kind of like, we can go hang out at the house and just chill and have a good time. Or we can like spend $30 a person to go ride the Cranmore mountain coaster when we've already determined that we're going to go back. Um, so that brings up the stuff that we did do that was relevant to uh, this podcast. I went to fun spot, which I had not been to 2005 um, fun spots, America's largest arcade near Weir's beach. And it's gnarly. Um, I'm a terrible person. I've never been. You know what? It, it still is quarter based. For all the games, almost all the classic cabinets upstairs, and it's got everything. It's got everything, just about. But the only thing it doesn't have is one of those, like, Space Harrier 360s. That's about the only thing that's not up there that's, like, a legit classic cabinet. Um, but it's got everything else, and it's all 25 cents a game. Uh, some of the pinball, you know, any modern pinballs, usually two quarters, and they have ticket redemption in the lower level, including quarter key ball. Um, I mean, I've seen, because uh, I used to, well, the videos, uh, John's Arcade on YouTube. Uh, he's done like multiple tours of the place, so uh, I'm very familiar with it. And, uh, it's very good. Uh, their pinball selection, their pin selection—it's It's a—it's a bit—it's a bit. It's not much of a pin arcade, so. But it's you know for what for for what it is, which is a classic game arcade. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody else is. Yeah, you want video games? That's the place to go. If you want pinballs, like Silver Ball and and some other places are the place to go. Yeah, Pinball Hall of Fame. Like those are gonna those are gonna yeah. do you more good. Um, but as an arcade, like you go in, you spend 20 bucks if you play classic games like I do, cause I'm an old, you know, dusty guy. Uh, yeah, like you're going to have a blast because 25 cents a play, even if you're not that great at the games, you know, 20 bucks is going to take forever to go through. Um, so we did that. I did also stop in an arcade in Connecticut where they're open. Uh, we went to Dave and Buster's cause we have, why wouldn't we? Um, Dave and Buster is basically operating the same in Connecticut as it does in Ohio when I've been to those. Uh, the one in Toledo, you know, the games, there are some games that are closed off um, for social distancing. Masks are generally required inside and you play video. That's pretty much the deal. Um, and then there's Storyland. I finally got to Storyland. After all these years, I'd never been to any of the New Hampshire parks. I lived in New England from 1989 until 2008 almost 20 years. I was an enthusiast for most of that time. I never went to Storyland and I never went to Santa's Village. Um, so I've been to Santa's Village, but at least I went to Storyland. Wow. That's a good park. Yeah. Um, that park is, I'm trying to think how to say this. First of all, the, it has this aquarium that's next door to it now. Um, oh, to the left of it? Yeah. 
that's where the New Hampshire Heritage promptly closed when Kennywood Entertainment bought it. Yeah, it's um, it, it's an interesting looking building, but the aquarium's not open because of all the situations going on. Um, but the aquarium is, you know, I'm sure nice, and it is part of the Parque Reunidos brand attraction. Um, the park, though, is really good. I mean, really stunningly good. Um, I would have to say that as a, as like one of the Parque Reunidos parks, you know, I've been to Wild in a while, but I've heard enough negative things about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and what's happened to it was to be a little suspect. Um, then, you know, you go to like Lake Compounds and I don't think it's unfair to say that Lake Compounds is, is not the same park today that it was 20 years in a lot of ways. Like it, it's gained things, you know, technically speaking, you know, it got the car ride from Miracle Strip that they reinstalled. It got a drop tower. It got, um, it got animatronic dinosaurs. It got some additional water slides. Phobia. Got phobia. I guess that's there. Uh, it got the the screaming swing. I get it. It got those things. It also lost the sky ride, uh, which in turn basically killed the entire deep south portion of the park. Uh, you know, they were able to sell a lot of land for sand mining, which now is just basically dirt that you traverse by on the on the train. The boat ride that used to exist uh, going across Lake Compounds has been gone for years. No, there was one. Oh yeah, there there was a boat ride. Um, big old paddle boat. Um, and then, you know, Boulder Dash used to run two trains and, uh, was in better shape every year than what it is now. So for me, like a lot of what made Lake Compounds really unique and interesting isn't quite there anymore or has been supplanted because things have changed. Like Ghost Hunt was a very unique dark ride when it was built. There are lots of Sally dark rides. It's not very, um, there's lots of Vacoma boomerangs. There are you know, a fairly generic selection of flat rides. It has some of the worst flyers in existence. Like there's a lot of things that, you know, I'm not excited about there. Kennywood, we had a great time at Kennywood last year. I have not heard nearly as many good things this year, but again, this year is kind of a storyland. If this is like a reduced version of storyland, like I can't even picture what a full version of storyland. It's a great park. Uh, It is, it has terrain. It is attractive. It has theming. It has just good decoration and theming for all of the rides. Um, it has good rides. I mean, like, there are attractions at that park where you sit there and you look at it and you're like, wow, like, they put in so much work. Like, there's this flat ride themed to a glockensch with animatronics. And it's, like, the amount of effort that was put into that is enormous. Um, you know, they took really kind of basic things and and spent the kind of money necessary to make them interesting. They have two roller coasters. That's kind of the the primary point of the park from a coaster enthusiast standpoint, I suppose, is to know about them. Um, so you've got the Polar Coaster, which is basically themed to the North Pole and has penguin involvement. Um, it's not really a Santa ride per se. It has sort of a general Christmas wintertime feel to it, which works out because New Hampshire, this part of New Hampshire is pretty far north um, and very mountainous. So it's pretty darn wintry up there in the Um It's a strange ride. It's a really weird ride. It kind of has almost like a wild mouse layout, like the top end of a, lot, a wild mouse is the entire layout of this ride going down the terrain. Um, yeah, but steadily increasing speed the entire time you're going down. It is 
a it's it was built by Morgan. Hopkins was involved with it. I don't know the specifics. Yes, Hopkins built it, and then the trains fell apart. Morgan, Morgan did them. Morgan okay. came in to build. All right, there we go. That is the explanation. I did not know. Um, so this is going to be a really weird comparison. Okay. Polar coasters last turn. Like I saw, I'm like, that's that's a Raven turn. There you go. That's your that's your weird take. Okay. It has like overwater turn at the very end, going right hand side. And I'm just like, yeah. Oh. Felix the last at the end? I can't remember. Yeah, kind of-ish. It's, it's a strange ride. Like, there really is no other ride like Polar Coast. Um, it's like a helix, and then it goes into the Raven turn, as I'm going to call it, along the water, and then basically up and um, <clears throat> So that's not the star of the park from a coaster enthusiast standpoint. But also just, he mentioned the best part of that, too. Or one of them, pull-ups. The fact that, like, at no point you're anywhere above 10, above the ground, the terrain. Yeah, no, it does. It, it really, really does a fantastic job of hugging that terrain and creating something strange and unique and different out of it. Um, yeah, so I I need to come back to it because I've been to Santa's Village more recently, whatever year they put in their SV, um, but I haven't. Which is closed right now, by the way. It's been closed like most of the right looking for parts is my guess. Really? Yeah. That was another thing that kind of influenced my non-rush to go to Santa's Village. Didn't know that. Um, yeah, anyways, it's, it's been saying temporarily closed for months. So. Here's my point. is in Last time I went to Storybook Land was literally the opening day of Aurorasaurus. I'm sure you're about to talk about. So it's been five. And a little thing happened called Universal at the end of 2000 where I really actually started and taking in a lot more details. Like, I want to go ride the roller coaster. <laughs> so <clears throat> during that time, you know, I thought more about theming. And so I really enjoyed Santa's Village for that. They have a lot of cleaning and a lot of cool. Um, they have like this launched water slide, by the way, if you didn't know. It's like a flat ground and you just launch across this flat ground using water jets. It's really interesting. Anyways, but um, yeah, I don't think I really took too much notice the rest of the park. I don't even think I really saw some of the portion park. I think I just rode, went from the roller coaster to the roller coaster uh, teacup ride. Uh, crazy. Um, I don't even think I rode the train back. So there's a lot I need to do and visit. And <clears throat> I didn't go back when I went, I think it was like 17 to Santa's Village because I was like, oh, I don't have any credits. But uh, yeah, Ariel will probably want to go at some point. I will. Sorry for hijacking. <laughs> That's fine. There. That's fine. But uh, yeah, I really uh, agree with the park and looking at the uh, sat map, like, I don't even think I realized they had a Ralph ride or a car ride. <laughs> yeah, there's, I'll get to a little bit more of this here in a second. Um, so then, you know, we went over to Rorosaurus and our wives were not nearly as much about Rorosaurus. They complained about being kind of on the rougher side. They're not a big fan of the, the trains, I guess, is part of it, I think. Um, Kyle and I loved it. I have no issues with Rorosaurus. Um, what kind of roughness is? I didn't. Like, there's a little bit of. Uh, there's probably a little bit of like excess vibration. I would say at bottom of the hill, following the double up and in the final turn coming into the station. But I don't think it's, it's not really right, that bad. Double up is like not to me, but right the, it passes right by the station. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, you know, like. Again, like maybe it's a women's anatomy thing versus male type thing where, you know, whatever it's pressing against is is not as big a deal for, for me as it is for for her. So I'm not I'm not here to say that my wife is wrong about it. I'm just saying that my experience of it was I had no problem the relative roughness of the ride. Um and you know, Kyle and I rode front and back 
you know, make sure you get multiple rides in. Um, the challenge that I have with Rorosaurus is, I remember hearing people say like, oh no, Wooden Warrior is definitely better. Um, or, you know, some of the other like rides that that, that gravity group has made are, are better. But honestly, to me, like the small gravity groups are all kind of the same. And I say that in a loving way. Um, you know, if, if Rorosaurus had been built in 1997, you know, it would have changed. It could have changed like the entire dynamics of what happened with wood coasters in this country. Like that sounds kind of ridiculous, but for real, like it could have done that because that ride is so, it's such a good ride. And I I guess what you're saying about like, they're all good, but they're all the same. Because aside from, I would argue that Kentucky Flyer kind of has its own identity. It's not an description again, (laughs) but uh, because it's, it's a straight out and back. Whereas the other two are kind of, you know, Rorosaurus and Oscar are double out and back space with a twister. It's like a double out. Wooden Warrior is like a, kind of like a T-shape. It's like, no, it's like T-shaped. Yeah. Because you go down the hill and then you make a left and then you come back and then you go back and all that stuff. So yeah, I, I see what you're saying because they all kind of hit the same things. Like for all practical purposes, most of the drops are kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them make a 90, 180 degree, except for again Kentucky Flyer, and then do some drops. All probably kind of have about the same amount of uh, turns. Um, again, Kentucky Flyer doesn't have a tunnel, but the other one. Wait, does Kentucky? No, it doesn't, right? No, no turn. No, it should, because other three do. <laughs> what are you doing? Trying to be the kid that's like standing out a little bit over there. <laughs> they have they have fancy trains. Uh, well, Wooden Warrior doesn't, but the other three do. Right. Um, I believe what it has is, um, or I believe what uh, Wooden Warrior has and like Grunaland, what Twister has is like they're like, you don't want to pay any money for a custom mold. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. But, you know, the thing too is like the drops are all pretty similar in terms of the profile. Um, like they're not going for as much variation in in airtime. Like it's always like, here's big airtime and here's some more big airtime. Like there's never like, this is floater, this is floater, this is going to be ejector. Like, it's very rarely that kind of variation. Yeah, and Oscar's like that, except for the last hill where they throw in, like, a huge ejector. I feel like all of them have, like, one ejector moment, actually. At least one, yeah, like, like one really clear, but, like, it's all strong airtime. Like, it's not, there's not a lot of speed differential in terms of the rides. Like, it's all pretty much at one pace, which is fairly aggressive the entire time you know it's not a stop go type of thing like there's no big long flat turnarounds for pausing um they don't have helixes stuff like that like it's pretty much like straight track and drops or not even straight track but like it's never you never you don't have helixes you don't have uh, like everything is is constantly doing action i'm okay um, with that because for the most part oh, i am too i'm not i'm not saying it's bad kind of boring like they kind of are just like um they it just it's thrown in there i mean unless you have one that's like really powerful but like i can't even think of one like right now that would be like that's a really good helix like they're all fun but they're not nothing really not yeah there's the occasional helix that's that's been kind of above and beyond but like honestly most of the the quote-unquote really good helixes that i can think of on wood coasters have not lasted long like uh wild one wild one is good wild one's good but like okay ghost rider first couple of years to now. Uh, I can't like, even, like now. They changed the banking on it pretty severely. Michigan's Adventure on Shivering Timbers, the helix at the end, uh, is break, you know, generally pretty heavily going into it. I've had days where it's not, but it's not, 
it's not nearly as intense of a helix as I it just was. Just realized something. Earlier. It feels almost identical to Silver and Timbers, but just smaller. What Kingdom Coaster? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of similarities there. It's kind of like they just were like build that, but like five times as large. Yep, and that's what they got. Um, so, anyways, going back to Storyland and, and Rorosaur specifically, you know, I'm not saying this to be negative, but you know, it, it's true. Like they do have a very similarish feel. Um, but it's good because they're really good rides. Like I could really ride Vorosaurus all day. Like Kyle and I basically said, like, we're definitely going to go back to Storyland because we didn't really, we'd like to go when there's not mask wearing preferably. Um, because then it's like, okay, you know, we can go ride the water rides and go do, you know, basically spend the day there. Like we want to spend sufficient time there because it merits it as a park. We did do the train. Uh, the train we noticed actually we went through the like the enclosure on the train, which is basically butting up against the antique car ride. But there's two additional CP Huntington trains in storage, so they may run as many as three trains on any given day. There's some sort of safari attraction, which I assume you ride in trucks to look at animatronic dinosaurs, um, which we the never... The back of the park, right? Yeah, yeah we, we didn't really see it going, and we were, probably weren't going to do it anyways. Uh, the raft ride is very tame looking, but it's themed really well. And what's really cool is above the queue station, above the station, the queue house for that building, or for that uh, ride, that raft ride, there's like a sitting area with like Adirondack chairs and rocking chairs. And it has restrooms on the second floor. Uh, we oh. spent like half an hour just sitting up there, relaxing, because we could. It has drink machines even, so it's like, it's ideal. Um, I could have spent hours up there. Uh, the log flume there looks really cool, really wealthy. Um, lots of little touches at that park. Uh, also, it was kind of, it was funny, like, we're in, in line to go into the park, and Eric Dizek, who's the GM at that park and used to work at Lake Compounds many, many moons ago, looks over at us and we're, we're wearing our masks. Like, we're not necessarily easy to spot. I've got sunglasses. And he recognized Kyle, Jenna, and myself, um, you know, from having worked with us so long ago. So that was pretty cool. Um, but Storyline, I can't say enough good things about it. It's a really good park. Um, honestly, like when we were in there with Kyle, Kyle has not been to Europe yet to go to any of the parks. He wants to go to the big parks in Europe. And we were like, dude, this is what it feels like. This is a very European feeling park. Very European. Um, and, you know, if nothing else, if you're a Coaster fan, Coastersaurus is just it's fabulous if this was again if you put that ride in 1997 um it would have gained a legendary status and this would have been the place that all the cool kids were trying to get to and it sounds ridiculous about a ride that's about a little over 1200 feet long um and 40 feet tall but it's true i mean it's one of those things where they just they did it again like they've they've done it so many times and built so many good rides i'm sure zdt's which you'll probably be riding soon is really good too no schedule doesn't work out oh it doesn't work out uh i bet um, but you know i i would be very interested you know again to ride timber at wallaby roan alps to ride park st paul's wood express right um i regret a little bit only a little bit um, that I didn't just spring the money to go ride Oscar's Wacky Taxi because, again, I would have been another one of these, and these things are great rides. They're just super good. Um, we'll go next year. We'll go next year. We'll go next year. And maybe to the fun place. Finally. Finally to the fun place. Or if you want to come this winter, I will have a season pass to uh, Bush. Okay. All right. Um, we might 
we will discuss this more. I swore up and down to Ariel. I'm like, I'm not going to go. You don't have a pass. I'm not going to go. I can wait. I mean, like, you know, I'm a credit whore unapologetically, but I'm also smart with money. I don't like, like to waste it. I like to wait for things when it makes sense to go to them, even mm-hmm. if I'm like near them. Example, how many times did I go down to Florida before I went on uh, Primeval World and Expedition Everest? I think like nearly 10. Mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, Slinky Dog. That was a couple of times. I went down since it opened. Wanted to wait till it made sense. Until stuff had, you know, like opened or, or whatever. And uh, it was the same thing with this. But I was, then I, then Jason's like, Jason, my friend Jason, he's just, he's just like, he loves SeaWorld. He's just like, if there's a fanboy of Sea SeaWorld, he is fanboy number one. <laughs> like, I don't even get it. <laughs> but uh, whatever, each their own. And he's like, you should go, you should go. You know, it's so much cheaper to pass. I'm like, Ariel will kill me. She will say I can't go to the whole trip if I try to go to that park. I said, I won't spend extra money outside of the pass unless it's credit. And then I looked up and I realized it is $100 cheaper than uh, Sesame Place's Platinum Pass. It is $150. And it includes an animal experience. So we can go swim with Beluga Wind. So... (laughs) So I'm going to get the pass and then hopefully Ariel and I can go for my birthday if, uh, you know, all the restrictions finally left because she can't, she signed things that says she can't go to the estate. Yeah. They're, they're quarantined. Quarantine. So, and then if we do it, we're going to go do the Blue and Will thing, which is like a $120 uh, value. And like, I, even I would like, I would never pay $120, but I would pay up to like, I don't know, $60, $80. So for right there, that's such a good deal, right? Yeah. 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 And then the, the thing is, like, we also were like, well, we don't need to buy it this year because, like, this year is wrecked and, like, like there's no point of buying a pass. We'll just wait till next year and then every other year thing. But then mm-hmm. I looked into it and I said, well, per month, even though we're buying it, for her buying it in um, February or me buying it now, for her to be buying it in February, it's still the same price per month if we were to buy the other pass because it's, like, basically 17 months for the uh, Sesame Pass when we bought it in. So that's why it makes so um yay um but yeah if you want to come now <laughs> I, will I will consider it means to go uh, to assuming school. that my state is not put under quarantine with everybody else next yeah no let's hope that holds off yeah that's what never happens for. yeah exactly um so the driving trip so that's a little bit more distant and not nearly as much park stuff um Coaster things, I'll just, I'll address those real quick because it'll be, um, went to the one park in North Dakota that has a coaster. Went to Super Slide Amusement Park. It is open. It was open every day starting like very early in the season. Um, it is a, it's exactly what it says it is. It's park with its chief attraction being a super slide. (laughs) It has a small mini golf course, which actually looked pretty cute. Um, other than that, it's got a lot of mediocre-looking stuff. But you know what? Look, here's the deal. Bismarck is a city of how many people, do you think? Uh, 400,000. 400,000. Was that right? No. Oh. In uh, North Dakota. No, 100,000. That was a little bit better. Um, North, <laughs> yeah, North, North Dakota, the entire population of that state is 762,000. Well, I figured like half, most of them were there. <laughs> No, most actually, it's not even the biggest city. I don't think in South Dakota. 
Oh, okay. I thought it was. It's Fargo is, or North Dakota. Oh, Fargo is right, the most right, populous. Right, right. Yeah. This is a city of 61,000 people. Oh, okay. Uh, in the last census. It may be up to 73. Um, and as, as you know, having been there, Bismarck does not have vast, endless suburbs. I, um, I have been there with Ashton. Yeah, that you drove through very quickly and the park was not open. And then um, I grudgingly just moved on to my hotel and was pissed off. I never saw it during the day. It's it's in the middle of the American Great Plain. Um, that was, yes. I it's, that it's you know, it was okay. Um, but as a city, again, this is a city of 70,000 people. The metropolitan area around Bismarck, like a, you know... 30 mile radius around the center of that city, which is the capital, maybe a hundred thousand, maybe. Um, they have an amusement park. The only way it can function is that it is a very small park with like seven rides and attractions on public land. It's, it's in a public park. Like it is square smack dab in the middle of one. And it's right across Dakota. Yes. Uh, it's all, and it's right on the riverfront area. So it's a very nice location and you go go for picnics there and take your kids to the park and oh there just so happens to be an amusement park so you know the rides are not expensive at all uh very reasonably priced they have a wisdom kitty coaster called the runaway train it actually is from six gun city in new yeah, hampshire I missed it by a year yeah i could have gone to this park uh to ride both the pre-existing both this ride when it was there and then they also had another uh, Kitty Coaster later, which was from Myler, which is now in France. Or no, it's in Quebec. Um, so, you know, this yeah, is... and then when we go to that water slide park at the, uh, I can't remember what it is right now. In Montreal. Right, uh, Mont saint I think. Right. We will go to that, and then I will. we will drive to the Kitty Park, and I'll be like, have fun. I have no reason to go back into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> bonjour. As much time as you want. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour, je voudrais un billet. Um, ride the minor mic. <laughs> yeah, ride minor mic. So this is, uh, this is, like I said, not a big park. The coaster is nothing really spectacular, uh, but it was along the way, and it's a very remote ride to get to. So it's kind of fun to be one of those guys that has that particular. That's why I like those. It's like, you went where? Yeah, you're crazy. Okay. Yeah, but I have it. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you have it? No. No, you don't, but I do. I have the traveling credit. <laughs> Two uh, credits in a row. Oh, God. And then the next day, I screwed up at Stannis, too. That The times are wrong there. Some credit. The other coaster of the trip was at Rush Mountain Adventure Park in South Dakota. The okay. Rushmore Mountain Coaster. Uh, fairly nearby Mount Rushmore National Monument and Custer State Park. Just outside Rapid City. Uh, it's a Weigland mountain coaster. Um, it's okay. I honestly would not, um, I wouldn't rate it particularly high among Weigland mountain coasters. So one thing I like to ask that most people don't talk about, and I rate, this is like how it goes into my rating of Alpine coasters. How is the scenery? Scenery's okay. 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 I, I wouldn't say it was particularly special, to be honest. Um, right. You know, you know what one actually had really good scenery is the Greek Peak one. I like that one. Like, there were streams going underneath the lift hill. and That's what I love about Atatash. Like, it has a nice feel to it. Like, going up on on the Rushmore Mountain Coaster, it's kind of like scraggly pine forest, and that's fine. Um, but there's nothing about it that screams. It's not like you're going through, like, some fantastic-looking, old-growthy type forest. It looks like, you know, Rush Mountain was probably purchased and uh, saw heavy logging activity. 
a billion years, you know, 80 years, got bought out by some guy looking to build roadside attractions for people going to Mount Rushmore. And yeah, it looks okay. Like, I don't hate it. The area it's in isn't bad or anything, but, you know, that was kind of one of those uncomfortable things of like, my wife usually doesn't do mountain coasters. And then I, you know, here I am in South Dakota with all the people that were going to Sturgis at the time or getting ready to go Sturgis. So not a lot of mask wearing, not good social distancing. It just overall was like feeling. Um, that was a trip where we spent a lot of time finding like vegetarian restaurants, not just because my wife is a vegetarian, but because we know that bikers are not going to go there, you know, like just things like that, like where you're intentionally attempting to avoid people that you know will will fuck your day up. Um, you know there's a new Leipzig in Dakota? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> like, I assume, like, taking off of the German city? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It's a tiny little city, and, like, it's, what? <laughs> I love North, North Dakota's a weird place. I'm just randomly looking at Google Maps. I'm like, I think that's spelled the same exact way. <laughs> so so there's some non-coaster stuff, though, that I do want to talk about, uh, at least really quickly. The, the majority of the things that we did that we think were cool from a, like, themed design, themed attraction perspective, all pretty much center around the town of Kearney, which is located in central Nebraska. Um, Kearney is, there's the University of Nebraska Kearney, which is one of the, I think, three branches of that university that's located there. Uh, obviously, the main Nebraska campus is over in Lincoln. We actually stopped in Lincoln briefly on the way out because we had never been there before, and uh, just drove around town. Um, Kearney has proximity to two very strange tourist attractions. One is Pioneer Village, which is located about 15 minutes away in the town of Min. Um, Pioneer Village is classic Americana roadside attraction thing. Uh, it was built in the 1950s. It features recreations or moved buildings from throughout the United States. Um, it has stuff like a Pony Express stop. It has barns. It has a church. It has uh, blacksmith shops. It has its own on-site motel. It has a soda fountain. Um, it has a locomotive. It has airplanes. It has hundreds of cars in a bunch of very long buildings. One of the things that I think is really interesting about the car collection, in fact, is a lot of times when you go to a museum that is, you know, defined ostensibly as a um, as a car museum, you know, the cars are usually like these very mint, very nice looking cars. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're practically like showroom new. And that is not the case with this. Like, these are just like, like, they'll tell you, like, it has 175,000 miles on this, you know, Buick from 1972. I, that was very strange to me. I had never seen that personally. Before. Um, and actually looking at this, it looks like there was actually a mini golf nearby, but it apparently no longer exists on Google Maps. And um, yeah, I think it's probably been closed for a while. You can see it in Street View, but you can't see it on the maps. Um, So anyways, going back to this, very, very strange attraction. Lots lots and lots of cars, just lots of crazy stuff to check out. Um, It had one building that had lots of different scenes where it was like living rooms and bedrooms throughout the decades. So from like the 1700s to like the 1950s, stuff like that. Um, anyways, so I like that. And then the other kind of really crazy thing was the archway in Kearney, which is a big themed thing. It's a huge arch that goes over the freeway. Uh, you enter in it. Uh, it's got 
it's basically supposed to be like a fully immersive experience kind of detailing the history of, I guess, sort of the Western, the path West and freeways and things like that. And uh, talks, you know, about Nebraskan history and about settlers who went through there at various points moving West. Um, Interesting, interesting attraction. Very cool. Very well done. Not very many people have heard of it or seen it or done it. Uh, on the newer side, it was built in the 2000s. Um, it's got a lot of, you know, sort of top-end thematic design in it. Highly recommend it. Very, very cool to see that and very different. Um, yeah, it opened in 2000, specifically, in fact. Uh, we went to the South Dakota, or actually to the North like Dakota. A, uh, looks like a covered bridge. Yeah, it does look a little bit like a covered bridge. And... and but it's massive. I mean, it is really huge. And basically, you know, the layout is kind of like a, a loop through it with like the wall in the center. But, you know, these rooms are, you know, 30, 40 feet tall and really cool. Just, I, I can't understate how cool it is. Like, like this, the, I'm not saying it looks like anything of it, but the, um, the scale of it looks, reminds me of the, what do they call them? What do they call them the oasises in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. No, it, that's like what my wife was saying too. She's like, it, it looks a like, lot like that. Um, I don't think of anything. It looks a heck of a lot better than those purpose built. This, this yeah. Yeah, this like, when you see, if you look online at the pictures on like Google images, You'll see yeah, an escalator main... leading into the entrance, and that entrance, it looks like a painting, but it's also the painting that you're going into is actually uh, using projector effects. I think it's, it's like, backlit. Uh, so the scene behind the, that, like, animatronic figure at the top of the escalator uh-huh. moves, and then that whole thing is actually, like, a projected image, so it's video, and as you go up into it, you're going into a covered wagon to begin the Pioneer journey in the very first room why Um, the fuck does this exist this is awesome it's super cool (laughs) it's great this is Um, my new thing to get to before it was the now i have to go to this bridge yeah it's outrageously weird um and it's incredible that exists i love it highly recommend the archway when i go to mount rushmore this is on talking uh we also did the north dakota state museum which is a very nice museum and free everybody loves free for a price uh and, you know, we were able to get in there in the last, like, hour and 15 minutes and go through it. It's not a huge museum, but it's got some cool pieces, lots of big dinosaurs. Uh, we visited the Garfield County Museum in Montana when we were briefly in Montana. Very small, free museum, more dinosaurs. They have dinosaurs out there. National parks were all really cool. Highly recommend them. It was a road trip. Uh, we ate weird stuff. Uh, I caught fish in the Upper Peninsula, but none of that stuff is really relevant to you guys that are listening to this, probably, so... Those are the big things that I would say. Uh, oh, and actually, other thing, the Chimney Rock Visitor Center at Chimney Rock National Monument in Nebraska is actually quite cool and had some interesting interactive exhibits. So there you go. Those are, I think that was pretty much everything relevant for that road trip for this podcast. And we're going to pretty much end with our discussion with Steve Allen because we too- Yep. Um, we both went at different, I, I went with Ariel on a Saturday, a little bit on the drive home. So it was, it was definitely more crowded than when I went uh, prior. Um, I think I went on, um, but still had a great time as usual. And, and a lot of people like to start making the, uh, the argument that now in this tender, it's making people ask what's starting to ask. And this is, I, in my, in my like, knowledge, no one's ever really asked, what's the best park in Ohio? It's always but like, there's a lot of new arguments around. The more they add, unfortunately, they've taken some things out. Contender. Yeah, no, I agree. Because if you and even experience wise, um, 
with some of the theming and small touches they put onto their rides, like match them ride to ride, a lot of them. Mm. But then there's a lot of things that you can't even compare to Cedar Point because they don't have an equivalent because there's so much more. Right. Like Mine Train's better, the opinion inverted. Um, the Suspended's definitely better, the Spirit's better, uh, Giga, in my opinion, is better. Uh, there you go. There's probably some other things, but uh, I don't need to really talk about I can't really remember this. Other than having a great time. Oh, and also the food is probably the best Cedar Field outside of them. I think it does a better job. Than, yeah. Um, you know, the, like, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into this because we, we could spend an entire podcast just discussing this topic. Yeah, this is most about Orion. Yeah. <laughs> what you did on your trip, so. Yeah. You know, it's, um, the thing is, it's tough for me to compare the two because Kings Island can and is correctly staffed the way it should be, and Cedar Point hasn't been the vast majority of times I've been to it. That's also helps. So, you know, if everything at Cedar Point was humming the way it was designed, how would I feel about things like food there? I don't know. Um, I might like it more than I like Kings Island, but I, I, I'll i say this. My opinion of Kings Island has dramatically improved in the last 10 years, for sure. Like, like post-Diamondback and everything that they've done since then. Like, And I mentioned that one because that's the one where I think Magnum beats it out. And that's saying so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's a, it's a very good park. And I, there's a possibility I might go there this fall. I don't know that I, I and will. this year's we'll operations are way better. I mean, the first visit I took, everything was open. There wasn't a single yeah. closed. And Every, yeah, everybody, everybody generally agrees. Like at this point, like Cedar Point has been constantly in catch up and is taking employees from other parks, as we saw and when we were at Doherty Park. That's so, probably part of the reason why, uh, there are a lot of reasons why Doherty's not open the rest of the year, but that's part of it probably too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyways. From the poor to feed the rich. I <laughs> feel like this is, this could be a whole topic that we do. Uh, I, I kind of like this. Jason would like to get on to this one, actually. We, if we do this, I actually have to pull my friend. <laughs> because he's the one who brought this up, and he, he's, a, he's, he's pro Kings Island. I'm still, I'm still pro Cedar Point. I'm still generally pro Cedar Point. But, but I can, he's making me think. I can think, yeah. This two years ago, I was like, no, shut up. And then now, but like, I mean, Vortex hurt. Um, that, that I don't, I still do. But um, yeah, it, yeah, this year, definitely. Um, I was going to, for time, I wasn't going to talk about Cedar Point, but summarize it really quickly. And you can see a video that I'm actually editing right now, this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was terrible. Even, uh, you know, a month, a month and a half later, something like that, mm-hmm. two months, whatever, a while later, it was terrible. Um, two months later, it was still terrible. We never even saw a corkscrew ever run. Um, and the crowds were terrible. It was hard to ride it. And Joe's experience wasn't all that much better, although, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just wasn't good. His access passes could have been so much better. They should have made it digital. I'm sorry. It should have been. Have it Have it a small amount available for people to not have a cell phone, but that would have made life so much for everybody. And the way that people were waiting for those things was absurd. That like, was dumb. It was worse because I didn't, we, we, and then no one, and, and they had lines pretty well because how long their little lines were going. Um, wait for, for people like lining up early to, because uh, like there were lines like all the way back to the train tracks for Steel Vengeance for where do you, to yeah. stay in the line for, um, but since it's a big midway or whatever, like when you're in the line, I think there's better, people were better about it. But when you're in that big midway, I feel like they were like, well, we have all this space. You can get it. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. There was no social distancing. You're basically waiting in line for an hour without social distancing so that you can wait in line for an hour. Yeah, but it was improved. The markings were improved on the back because they knew what to expect. Yeah. I, I don't know how they didn't expect that in the first place, but... Yeah, it was a terrible system. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. It should have been done electronically. You have an app 
Like, just just enable that. And like you I, said, like... I complain that, like, maybe coding is expensive. You know what? I don't know. Running it, they did have a pretty good still going. Like, would have been cheaper in the long run anyways. Who knows? Like, I just... Everything yeah. else they had to implement, everything else they implemented was really well done. Durations and how it was... All that stuff was fine. You're supposed to do, like, a COVID thing before you even go to the park anyways on, no on your phone. about that, by the way. Yeah, nobody did. So, like, I'm just saying, like, you know... Clearly, the app could have been something that they ran more stuff through. Um, yeah. All right. So the main thing we want to talk about Kings Island is Area Seventy. Yes. Which so is I talked about it. So go. I'm like shocked I didn't talk about Orion. Really? I didn't talk it. about Orion yet. No, we wanted to remember we wanted to stay current last time because we just on that trip. Okay. Well, um, I did ride Orion. Um, it's a good ride. I don't. I don't have the same level of adoration for it that you do i think yeah but um, i'm not the only one though like this isn't some crazy alex a select few who actually um i think it's pretty i feel like it's like 50 i think it's a good ride i but i always expect it to be a good ride i think that's kind of the difference like a lot of people are like oh this is better than i thought it was well that's what for, i thought too. For, for whatever reason and, and i thought my second time back if it's later um like half the reason i think i waited to do a review other than i didn't really want to figure out how to do a review yet on youtube <laughs> I haven't done one of those yet, um, but I'm kind of glad I didn't because I, I realized that coming back a few weeks later and the, the hype is big in it. and I, I felt like I judged it properly the first time. I still love it. I don't think it's forceless. I think it does a lot. Oh, I no, think- it's definitely not forceless. If people tell me it's forceless, then I know that they're just like, they're just pulling my chain or like trying to look like yeah, they're hard within the context of being friendship circle some people have said that so like they're people i trust that i don't think they are i just think they're trying hard like there's no way that you can ride that go through the helix on orion and say that was no and it's so much better than uh fury because fury that's like the one weakness it, i mean it still wasn't my number one for a while but like i acknowledge that that, that helix was flawed it's it's a much Orion, stronger Helix. Yeah. I think if there's an issue that I have with Helix with with Orion as a coaster, it's not as much of an airtime machine as I sometimes like my BMs. That's gonna be my main complaint about that route. I like, think it did more than I expected though. Like I when I first looked at the layout, I was like, not enough airtime. But then I was like, I think it has a good mixture. I and I feel like the airtime that's there is good. Whereas Moonforce, there's airtime, but it's kind of and then this year it's really a little light train. Um that, that's I was mentioning the opinion of uh Intimidator on the last podcast. <laughs> um, and Joe was right. He spoke for me and he spoke correctly, Joe. Um, I like it because of the speed, but it also does have an air time. Can't throw it in there. It's not all about the speed, but it's mostly, I think, Orion. And I, with these giga coasters that are going that fast, like on my hyper coaster, it's like, I don't know, with that extra like 10 miles per hour, I it makes it really speeding along fast your pins your seat and uh just think it does it really well and i would love and wait i think that's spectacular like i said i don't to me it beats my, my expectations i would say i probably like leviathan more oh well that is but okay i, I like leviathan a lot i i don't but i've always been a person it's like i think leviathan's great and i i see people criticize it i'm just like i don't know i don't know what to tell them like I, to me that ride is a very good ride this is a very, like, I think Orion's a very good ride. Okay. If I have to pick between the two, I'm probably going to pick Leviathan. And is it because of the airtime? Yeah. Okay. 100%. 100%. I important. Like, I don't, I don't dislike the fact that Orion pulls more positive G, but 
The thing is, the B&Ms have these great comfortable seats and these great lap bars and these unfortunate seatbelts, which somebody decides to go on them yeah, after years the of not time, having an accident. At the same time, like we broke Candemonium and, and uh, Orion the same year. Candemoniums do not lock up. No, Orions no. do. Yeah. Like they lock up and they send you. It, it's, it's not... Or wait, is it which way is it? Scandemonium, scandemonium. So I don't even know what I'm talking about. Never mind. <laughs> I just, you know, but, but my point is that, like, ignoring the seatbelts for a moment, those trains are great for airtime. They are fantastic airtime trains. Like, you get to feel airtime. Um, you are not in a pinned in your seat position. Like, you get to stretch out. Like, I can stretch my legs out. I cross them over the lap bar. Like, I'm in an easy chair. I just feel like with, um... and so like because of that seating configuration. Like, to me, it's really conducive to just, like, nice airtime-laden rides. And so if I'm given a choice between really good airtime that I can feel and is comfortable and is nice versus, you know, it doing a lot of positive G stuff, I'd rather do the positive, like, I'd rather have, like, the negative G stuff than the positive. That's just my, that's just my opinion on it. I don't, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying I dislike it because I always thought it was going to be good and I do like it, but... I, I, I will say I think it's probably better than Millennium also. It would be competitive because I, like I like Millennium Force a lot as a speed ride, and I think it's unique, and I like it a lot. I think it's fun, but, you know, as a coaster, Orion is a more interesting ride. And I like Orion's theming, too. I, it's, fan, I it's fan service. Save it. Oh, we will talk about that part more the theming yeah, and the coasters I, thing but like at that, length but that's yeah but like that's i think that what's also really how because why if they're if the yeah side, no there's nothing even the front of the car they even have a special molded no it's like a stick it's not yeah a, yeah idea. they even go they even they even spend the money and they could have like what they did with diamondback they did it right with diamondback that's right. yeah um i don't know i feel like I feel like you know canis wonder would set it apart from paper and they then not as good. But then I think Fury really not a lot of big hills afterwards, slow the ground. Um that's good. I like that. And then Orion kinda of does a little mm-hmm. hills, but also then a lot of low to and those speed hills are giga. They're so good. Mako, Candemonium, Orion, fantastic. I love them to put two in a row. <laughs> yeah, I think like they've kind of figured out their airtime situation very well with B and M's, which is good. Yeah, they just needed to put it up a little bit of a knock. They go crazy, put it up somewhere between R and what they were doing, somewhere yeah. in between. And I kind of feel like they above that. So, um, and uh, I beg to answer the question, and M's this year, and three, uh, two of three is this year. Uh, <laughs> which one do you, because a lot of people are comparing. <laughs> I would say, honestly, Candemonium. Okay, I'm pro. I, to me, Candemonium is more of like what I want to see out of B&M. Like what I what I really enjoy about their rides. Again, none of this is a knock on Orion. I don't want to be stated that way. I just I feel like everyone has to have like a strong opinion about the stuff, and I don't have a strong opinion against Orion. Okay. It's just like you're talking about rides that all fall somewhere in like the it gets an eight point five out of ten to like a nine point one out of ten. And you've got twenty rides that kind of fit in that profile. And maybe Goliath is a little bit above that at like a nine point two five or but Everything else that B&M has built is pretty much in this zone, especially the hypers. It's all in that zone. It's all in that compact space. And you got a lot of rides to put in it. And then you start mixing in some other stuff and, you know, it even gets cloudier. But I mean, I've been on what? Every B&M hyper except for the ones in China and Hollywood Dream, I think, now. So... Yeah, you, you have Shambhala. I'm sorry? You have Shambhala. I got Shambhala, yeah. So it's like 15 of them or something. I mean, you know, how do you... 
they can't all be top 10 coasters when you got 15 coasters out there. And then you start mixing in the other hyper coasters, whether they be Arrow, Morgan, um, Intamin, whoever, Mock at this point, because they make them too. I mean, you know. What about um, Diamondback? You know, I, I I didn't ride Diamondback this year when we were there because it was just too damn hot to enjoy our time. Um, the last ride I had on it, it had a little bit of vibration. Again, I don't know if that's because of the wheels that they chose or what. Um, but because Orion doesn't have the vibration, I'd probably pick Orion right now. Plus, it's a fresher ride to me. But honestly, like, if 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 Diamondback is running like it was in 2009, probably Diamondback. I like, I like Diamondback. I mean, but I like Intimidator at, at you know, at uh, Carowind. You know, like... I think that ride's great. Like Shambhal is okay. Um, I really like Goliath at Lorand. Like I love, I love their rides that are kind of like I love Raging Bull. I'm a huge Raging, huge mark for Raging. Like a lot of people don't like Raging Bull. Uh, I do. Um, so I like older rides. It's just like I said, you're it's it's tough because you're sitting there like okay, these rides that are all kind of sort of you know in the same tier. It's like counting or like going through the four, you know, uh, junior coaster from gravity and like and i think you've been on at least one or two of the european ones too if i remember so like you picture them building 10 more of those rides and then someone being like okay go ahead and put them in order like good luck there's gonna be a lot of recency bias yeah i wrote wrote three more i wrote not counting switchback it's smaller but yeah it's a a whole different thing yeah like they're starting very similar although timber doesn't the intensity there had a good layout but but anytime somebody builds like 20 of something you're gonna see similarities that's just what it is and like exactly i mean (laughs) you know like again like i mean god people love playing with them although bnm was starting there were good engineering way better engineering but kind of uh yeah but that's what that's what everyone wanted yeah, like, you know, I people mean, are like, well, why did they... It's not like B&M was like, parked they got, you know? B&M sells what they park order. I mean, the the fact is, stuff. like, we ride a bunch of shit. Like, this way, you know, there's probably a back and forth, right? I yeah, you and I have both been on over a thousand coasters, okay? Like, a thousand coasters is a lot of ride. It's an exceptionally large number of roller coasters. Like, I never, when I got into the hobby, like, the idea of getting to a thousand was unconscionable because nobody had done it. God, I feel like four or five hundred. Five hundred was like that. Was like if you broke five hundred, you were you were set. You were like a made man. It's like you killed a cop. Now that's and you like, were now in the mob. Like that's when you like finally get rid of your. <laughs> yeah, I mean now, like to me, like I mean, it's just it's there's more available. They're more coasters. It's, it's easier to find coasters through RCDB and stuff like that. Like there's a million yeah, things that have that changed. Too, yeah. There's like a bunch of coasters that I go back to right there during that year. What? what oh, yeah, ex- exactly. And again, like. You know, part of it is that it's easier to get these rides and go to these parks, know how to get to things, all that. That's absolutely true. And But the point is, like, a thousand coasters is still a thousand coasters. Like, it's a lot. You're going to encounter stuff repeatedly. Think of the first time you rode a Vacoma Boomerang. You probably thought it was fun. I did. Well, backwards, that's cool. Then when you encounter Boomerang number 25, it's different. I don't know if I've actually done that many, but yes, I understand. And it's it's the same thing with styles of rides. And then when you get to the one with the lap bar only, then you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, like then it's novel and it's different again. Yeah. Novelty beats quality sometimes. Always said that. Um, that, that. That's all I'm saying. Like B&M, to me, they build really good rides. I'm, I've never gotten to a point where I'm so jaded looking at them and going like, oh, whole hum, cookie cutter, just like all the others. Like, 
all the others are good. You know, this is, again, this is one of those things where, like, we are so spoiled as enthusiasts. And we have so few actually bad rides to complain about. I think I got a little bit with that way. No, a little that way, short period of time. Don't, it actually doesn't put in. They were just trying to as fast as possible, as fast as a lot of those are. Yeah, no, they are. And, and and in turn, they're very similar to Kumba. Yeah, like, it's kind of referring to Kumba. Dragon, or um, uh, Dragon, Dragon Con. Con. Like, Kraken kind of feels the same way. I mean, it's a very different layout, but they all had a very, for like Krypton, that one identity. But that's also because it's on the side of a cliff. Yeah, and, and there were, you know, the other one that, that also had its own identity, really, at least in my opinion, was Batman Night Flight. I thought you were going to say that, but now it doesn't. Yeah, because now it's just over a field instead of over water. Which is fine. Like, it's not as, like, offensive as Medusa West or even more offensive. Yeah. Yeah, when you were on top of the water. And And it was an interesting layout, too. Like, to go inversion, then, like, hard... 180 degree low yeah. curve turn like that was very different for them um anyways so that's that's my opinion on on the orion thing i like it i i like it and i i refuse to be made a criminal for not loving it enough that is my take that's my hard take i know that likes it less than i don't think i've heard but i'm not saying you're wrong you're i had to think about it for a while but they're both again you know you're I could easily end up riding Leviathan and be like, yeah, actually, you know, and, and then go back and ride yeah, Orion and have the, the same whole pack. It's like a beginning known back should touch a few while mm-hmm. they're minimal. Yeah. Really it's something. Yeah, and like, did you gender to soundtrack? Yeah, no. I, you know, I paid attention to all the signage in there. It's cool. I love the soundtrack. I want the cool. store or the park to release that so badly. I want it. <laughs> well, look, we should, we need to save this because we got to have a whole separate discussion about it. All right. And we're also getting close to like a long podcast again, which is the other part that we need to be yeah, cautious we of. Never, we tried. <laughs> we said we would. We tried. Well, yeah. let's get this off to Joe so we can post it. And he doesn't kill us in the airplane. Where uh, I'll see him tomorrow. Uh, Fantastic. So uh, that's where I will be next. So uh, partly for work thing and partly Joe and uh, just the heck out of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I will be going uh, camping this weekend and I'm looking forward to doing some park stuff in October. Nice. That's my hope. Yeah, we're hoping to get together. Still, you're not clear on say what it is. Yet. Until it's until it's, there's something to discuss. It's but. confirmed as long. Yes, which is a distinct possibility, unfortunately. I'll also be going to Epcot. Ooh. Meeting up with uh, good times. I cannot wait. (laughs) So you'll all hear from us again in a couple weeks, and we will have plenty of updates and more park stuff to talk about. We still have park stuff that we can talk about from even during the summer too. So uh, just listen in for our next episode. And as always, a a view of it, and also check out the Park Scope channel that just got a thousand uh, lots of real archival stuff there, lots of discovery things, and all types of things. That's all due to Jeff. Yeah. Uh, Big ups to Jeff. And uh, awesome on that. Really cool stuff. We never plug it, but we should always uh, check our article. We'd love to write, but I'll <laughs> keep it to the professionals. I, I will get I will get some more stuff. Soon. So until next time, uh, you can catch us on Twitter also. Yep. Poster spotting for Alex. Gods on Safari for myself on Twitter. And we will see you again. <laughs>